0: We're in the the postseason. Our esteemed editor, uh, Noam, is lucky enough to go out to uh, Houston um, with with my good buddy Subtape and our good buddy Sherlock. So that's an awesome opportunity for them. They'll get to see two games out there. I am getting to go to game three in Chicago, so that'll be sick as well. Uh, Go out there and see... And that's a night game, so that'll be fun. Go out there, see the White Sox under the lights... Man, that would be that. That'll be sick. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I am excited. I am finally. Listen, I have a lot of White Sox fans in my Twitter dire, and I'm a Mets fan.
1: It's an interesting because, dynamic you have going on there. You
0: know what? It really is. I've also got a lot of Tigers fans. I got a lot of Giants fans. You can take a guess why. <laughs> um, but sense. yeah, you know, I'm excited. I am excited. I am self. I was selfishly. See, I'm torn as a Mets fan because I have the White Sox winning, right, over the Astros. I think they can do it. I think they can do it. I think if they take, I think if they take one in Houston, they're gonna take two at home. That's what I think. Um, I hope you're right. I, I if Houston wins both, then it goes to Houston. I think, but either way, I could see the White Sox can split. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, but. I was self, I'm selfishly and it doesn't look like it's going to happen because I think Garrett Cole has got some uh, some jitters, some yips right now in Fenway. Uh, Yankees are down 3-0. Uh, Red Sox have runners on first and second. Bottom of the third, nobody out. Anywho, um, I was selfishly hoping for our Yankees to win and then to beat the Rays because that means that I could see the White Sox and our good buddies of the podcast Carlos Rodon and Lucas Gilito in New York City. That would have been kind of sick. Oh. That was my selfish hope. But you know, it's also not a bad day when the Yankees lose.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can never. There's no situation that I can ever really justify rooting for the Yankees. I've, for no. my entire life, have had nothing but disdain for that organization and everybody in it. The Death and, Star. Yeah, I'm not a fan at all in any circumstance. Let, let, me,
0: tell, let me tell you, though, like it's interesting. That stadium, they, it's weird. So everyone always called it the Evil Umpire, and the Yankee Stadium was the, was the, was the Death Star. Right, you know? And the funny thing is they've embraced the Star Wars heritage, <laughs> but on the opposite side. So like when they have an O2 count on somebody, they play the um they play the alarm sound that the Death Star had or when like the rebels were coming in to attack it. Okay. And it is the most annoying sound in the world because it goes off for about 10, 15 seconds.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: But, like, they've totally embraced the, like, Star Wars thing, except they haven't embraced the villain side. They still think they're the light side, in it, and they're wrong. In every, in every aspect, they're wrong.
1: They're kind of like Anakin Skywalker, where you know he's the bad guy, but he's not really the bad guy yet. They haven't figured it out yet, but everybody on the outside does know that he's a piece of shit. Yep. So, I mean, yep. that's really, that's kind of where they're at right now. Oh, they yeah. the only ones in the room oh, yeah. that don't know they suck.
0: Oh, for sure. But you know what? Good for them. <laughs> Let them suck. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, the season's over. Uh, It'll be fun. I think next week Derek's going be with us. We'll be able to do a little bit of a breakdown on his season because, man, he had an interesting season. Um, we might get him later in the show, although his family is visiting and always family first. Uh, That's how we roll here. But your team end result what do you think
1: um they it was kind of interesting the way cleveland the way things went for cleveland this year it went from a record standpoint kind of about what i thought it would kind of a middling team um that was in it for a a minute and then as the season wore on they just kind of fell off the map Uh, i was a little surprised at The way that that happened, because, you know, obviously pitching was the the strong suit for this team Mm -hmm. coming into the season. And, you know, they had some guys get hurt and some issues with with pitching, staying healthy and were able to kind of pick things up with the bats a little bit. So that was uh, that was an interesting thing to me. But, um, you know, all in all, it kind of went about the way I thought it would. Uh, A lot of youth on this team. Uh, Hopefully they can get things together, get some some key young guys to turn the corner a little bit and and do something over the next few seasons. Because, again, they're getting to the point in some of these contracts where they're going to start losing key veterans uh, or guys that have stepped up and kind of played a little bit ahead of their a little bit ahead of their time. So, you know, uh, a team like Cleveland, uh, always a small window that you got to hit. It's kind of got to be the perfect storm for For that to come together and for them to make a run um i'm hoping they can do that in the next year or two i don't know it's going to depend on a lot of things though all in all pretty happy with what they did considering expectations were pretty low so uh
0: do you see them finishing second again next year or do you think that they get overtaken by the up-and-coming tigers
1: man that's another thing that's uh that's another tough question because I think the central at least the top 3 teams are going to be interesting stories for years to come. Um I thought the White Sox came around a little bit sooner than sooner. A lot of people thought they would. I think that may be partially a product to the rest of the division being down, but you still can't um you can't sneeze at what they did. I mean, they were far and away head and shoulders above anybody else in the division. Um you know, Cleveland was what they were. The Tigers surprised a lot of people and kind of made a run at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, they're going to be an interesting story to follow. And even a team like the Twins, you know, maybe they're going to bounce back next year and the next couple of years and, and be competitive. The Royals kind of are what they are. I think they're going to be bottom feeders for a while. But uh, the, the AL Central is going to be a team that's interesting to watch with, uh, with everybody. Sands Royals coming up here in the next few years
0: yeah i mean we have it'll be interesting i want to i want to I wanna talk to derek um i think next podcast about his thoughts on the tigers and of course where he thinks they go from here um so that i think i think that'll be a lot of fun i mean the tigers surprised a lot of people cleveland you know you still finish with over 80 wins you were what two games under 500 mm-hmm. uh and of course the white Sox ran away with it but you know what you, you, you can't win them all you can't win them all uh I don't really want to talk about my team, but let's do it. Um, <laughs> man, do the feel? fall-off is real. The fall-off was real. Like, that team is a tale of two halves. And usually the Mets, the tail Wow. Try again. Usually, no one's going to have fun with that one. Uh, he <laughs> likes to make clips. He likes to make clips of my poor English. And then send them to me.
2: <laughs> because
0: sometimes I just... My brain just like, you know. But, um... And, and he's super excited that Derek's coming back because Derek's the easiest one to edit. Um, anyway, the, the Mets are a tale of two halves, and usually the Mets are a second-half team. And that's what always pisses off Mets fans is that they're everyone thinks they're out of it in the first half of the season. The second half of the season comes around, and they kind of edge their way back in it, and fans get excited. This year, it was the other way around. Strong, strong, strong first half, and the second half just completely they, the wheels fell off. The wheels completely fell off. Um, pitching, injury issues, one of the disappointments of the season. We talked about that last podcast. Um, definitely top three disappointments of the season. Uh, but uh, the pitching was there in spurts, and the injuries definitely didn't help. And I cannot, in good conscience, say I'm happy about this season. Um, Seventy-seven and eighty-five with a payroll of just under two hundred million is unacceptable. It's unacceptable, and I know I sound like a Yankee fan when you know, and, and I don't mean they have to go win the World Series, but there's no reason that they could not have won ninety games this year and beat out and beat out the Braves bit in the postseason right now. Zero reason whatsoever, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you know, I can I can see where you're coming from there for sure. I mean, obviously, key players getting injured, you can't do a whole lot about that, but with what they had on the you know what they had on offense um at the plate, I feel like you're you're kind of you gotta figure those guys should pick up the slack and and win some shootouts, but fortunately that didn't happen um, How do you feel about about the coming years though because from what I see here uh looks like the the division's kind of weak in general
0: you know i i I don't know. I think there's gonna be a lot of turnover this year. I mean, I, we're gonna have to see what happens with, um, you know, how teams shape up and and the new new management because Luis Rojas already been in effect, not fired, but not not brought back again. Um, it's gonna depend on who that is. I think there's a really good chance that there's gonna be a new president of baseball operations or GM brought in as well. Um. You got some big free agents that you got to look after right now, Uh, whether or not you bring back Javi or, you know, you go after, you got to bring back Stroman. In my opinion, you can't let him walk. Um, What do you do about Conforto? There's going to be a lot of holes opening up and the team is poised with the right moves to really be a strong contender, but they need to be healthy. And, you know, stuff like that happens sometimes, but it, it, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, But at the same time, you know, little, uh, little worried, L- little worried because I'm a Mets fan <laughs> and as I don't like getting my hopes up.
1: At Maybe all. they bring back Bobby Valentine.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> get him a fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> get him a fake mustache.
1: Bobby Valentine.
0: Um, yeah. Right. 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 True baseball fans know that if you don't know that you don't know baseball but it is you know the season all in all was not as bad as i thought it was going to be um especially the second half like compared to the start yes it's really really bad but with all the injuries and everything in the second half for them to still be the wild card race like this is a super optimistic look at it yeah it could have been worse but like and it definitely could have been way worse. But at the same time, it, sh- it shouldn't have gotten to that point to begin with
3: at all.
1: I see where you're coming from.
3: But that's just me. So. But
0: yeah, you know, uh, it's amazing how how fast this, this season swapped and changed.
3: Season just felt like
1: it went by in like, it felt like it was two months long. Something about it. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was things starting to open back up again, you know, pretty early in the season. Um, But still kind of losing a month and a half as far as actually being able to go to games and things like that. Um, Yeah. I guess you could anyway, but. I don't know. It felt kind of weird. Just this whole season, maybe it was because it was shortened last year, but I don't know. Something about this season made it just seem like it was very short. Did you get that feeling, or is <laughs> yeah. that just me?
0: Uh, no, I'm with you 100%. I think this season flew the fuck by. I, I did not expect it to go that fast. Um, I think that, that it's kind of crazy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, just how fast this season went. But Same time,
3: we got baseball. We got a
0: full, we got a full fucking year of baseball this year. We got a full year of baseball this year, and that 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 was exciting. I love that. Welcome back, baseball. Welcome back. Hopefully, they don't fuck it up with the CBA.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the next. That'll be great. That's gonna drop.
0: That'll be great. Just don't fuck it up with the CBA. As long as you don't do that, I'm okay. Um, of course we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in another podcast, but I, you know, I'm worried about the CBA. I'm worried.
3: It doesn't look good. No,
0: no, 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 it, 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 it does not. It does not. So, uh, how, have you got a chance to watch any, are you going to get a chance to watch any post-season in that brand new home of yours, or you got that? that busy schedule going or do, or do you not care as much because your team's not in it?
1: I haven't got a chance yet. And you know, the reason being for that is I can't find the power cords for any of my TVs. <laughs> That's um, always
0: how it goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not very cool. Uh, I opened up all the boxes that we had the TVs packed in and the TVs are there. There's no power cords. And I've even found multiple boxes that have cords in them. And somehow the power cords are like the only cords that I can't find of anything. You know, we, we managed to bring the junk drawer cords that we don't even know what the fuck they go to. We brought all of those, mm. but we didn't bring the ones that we need. The three most important cords, arguably, that we needed to transport are are lost. They're missing. we are, lost, we're, are we're gone. running out of boxes to open. We haven't actually taken everything out of said boxes, but we've at least opened a great many of them and kind of fished through them. To see and and we can't find them so it's going to be interesting uh i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be unpacking here um a lot over the next hopefully week or two is all it should take and uh i'm hoping that i find them but at this point my hope so, is dwindling i don't know where they could be or where they could have been left because there was nothing left in that house when we left it Aside so are you saying power things
0: are you saying power cords are the equivalent moving equivalent of socks and dryers
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. I imagine if there is a Narnia, it's full of single socks with no friends and television power cords.
0: Television power cables, just and all you know,
1: magical beasts all stacked. It.
0: <laughs> you know, not. You know what? You might be right. Like there's magical
1: right. elves in Narnia wearing mismatched socks, and the bridles that uh, are they use for the unicorns they ride are television power cords.
0: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. That's just how everything gets tied in. Everything gets tied in using the, the power cables. Right. <laughs> the lost the lo- that That's why everyone in Narnia had so many socks. But none of them matched. None of them matched at
1: all. And Mister Tumnus all. doesn't actually have a scarf on. It's just a power cord.
0: Yeah. Right. It's just, that's <laughs> it's just a. He made a scarf by weaving power cords together. <laughs> So I'm. Scarf. I, I want to sidetrack a little bit because I have the game on right now, obviously, and there's this trend with ESPN and a bunch of other um, people, uh, venues, uh, venues, uh, sports telecasters, of interviewing coaches during the game, and I don't mean that like college football or NFL where they interview them at ha- at halftime or end of the game or beginning of the game. Alex Cora just got off the air with espn in the bottom of the fourth as the game's going on <laughs> do you like that do you not like that like what what are your thoughts with, with, with stuff like that
1: i'm not really in love with that you know um that's weird that's like if you were to interview like a sideline reporter is sticking the microphone in the face of a a football coach while he's calling plays or something it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me I mean, managers in baseball, you know, there's a lot of nuance here. Some a lot of things going on, and maybe we're giving them too much credit. Maybe they don't do as much as we think they do. But you would think that they <laughs> would be watching and analyzing things as they're happening in real time, and thinking of what it is they want to do, thinking of where they want, you know, guys in positioning wise, thinking about situationally what might happen if uh you know somebody gets on base, what you might want to do there. So, I, to me, it, it's an unnecessary distraction i don't know why they do it It they're never they're never really that profound in what they say so i don't know it's all cliche yeah there's no point to it
0: i i bet you if we got Derek in here and we asked him a baseball question interviewer interview style he would sound exactly like those those coaches because it's the same answer so you're so you're up three nothing right now. Uh, how do you feel about your approach? And the answer you're gonna get is be something along the lines of, you know, it's you know, our 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 eyes are really good right now. You know, we're really doing a good job of getting back to the ball and hitting it where they aren't. And we just gotta keep uh going at it, and uh it'll it'll be a good game for us. It's the same <laughs> cookie-cutter response. Hey, y- you know, you guys are down three-nothing in the bottom of the fourth. This is what you expected. And then you get some speech about some mini speech about adversity real quick and how, you know, the game's not over and they're going to battle back. And, you know, Garrett Cole just didn't have it today. And that's okay. That's where we got our bullpen. Like it's the same stuff every, every single time. time. And I get it; it's a safe response, but, <laughs> but like, why don't we need to hear it every time?
1: Yeah, I can live without that. I don't understand it either.
0: Now I like former coaches in the booth sometimes. And I like former players in the booth. Because you get a different perspective, but during the game, interviewing the coach is or the manager, for me, is just like come on, come on. I'm not a fan of that,
1: yeah. when you actually get like a former coach or player in the booth, like you said that different perspective, sometimes you get a story that you you know something you haven't heard before. Um, situationally, they'll talk to you about something, and you'll get that that firsthand um, perspective that is kind of lacking. so you know, Mm. Many of these sportscasters, you know, didn't play, or if they did play, we've heard their stories so many times, um, because either we're fans of them or if they're a national broadcaster, something like that, you know, you can only tell a story so many times before you've heard it, you've already heard it. So some of these guys, you know, add some, add a little bit of flair to things and, uh, and make it a little bit more fun. So the way they do that, that's a, that can be cool. I dig that. Mm. Um, but But the whole the whole fake dugout sideline reporting thing is is really nonsense.
0: I would love to see a Manning Monday Night Football version of baseball. (laughs) Like just get two electric former players that just tell stories and don't care about what they say and you know, all of that. Like I think that'll be I think that'll be great. I think I thoroughly enjoy. That's a good. You know, I, someone else asked me that recently, and I did. I didn't have a
3: good answer. Um,
0: I think Dallas Brayden's a good choice. He uh, already kind of does some of that stuff with like Barstool, and of course, Barstool has its own image and uh, controversy there. Um, it's that's a good question.
1: What's Manny Ramirez doing nowadays? Oh God!
0: <laughs> you know who? You know who would be fun there? You could get someone like Tori Hunter.
1: Yeah. See. Okay. I could. I could get with that.
0: You get Tory Hunter in there, and like, I know he could definitely chat it up. Um, actually, a guy like Derek would be really funny in there as well. Absolutely. Um, I think if he ever, you know, when he retires, someone like Marcus Stroman would be really good in a booth like that.
1: Yep. I see that.
0: Um uh, I mean obviously now it's a little different uh but uh Rizzo and Bryant
3: would be a good one. But I think you have to have a pitcher and a position
0: player.
1: I agree with I that. I think you kind have to a... have that
0: a dynamic mix.
1: Yeah, more of a, a well-rounded presentation of what's going on. You can you know, get a little bit from both sides there. That makes sense. That would make a lot of sense to have that, that kind of dichotomy there. Um, the other thing might be if you didn't find a pitcher that would work for it, I think the next best thing would be a catcher because you kind of get a similar mm-hmm. perspective with that. If you're not the guy that's actually in that role, at least get the guy that would understand it more than anybody else on the field aside from a pitcher
0: get like Buster Posey yeah yeah I think like I think that would be cool I think that would be cool I I think that, I think you could I think for select games that would be really fun Um, have that in like addition to the ESPN broadcast at, let me go to ESPN 2 or watch that on like or maybe even let me watch on ESPN Plus so they can curse and stuff like I'd be down for that I'd be 100% maybe. down for that
1: Make make it more of a uh an informal kind of thing, similar to the Manning deal, where, you know, they're mm-hmm. doing kind of a, a pseudo play by play, but they can kind of come off track a little bit, you know, go off the rails and, and go off on their own tangents there, you know, mess with people or talking about something totally unrelated as long as they can kind of circle it back to the game when things start to happen. I think that would be fun, especially for, you know, maybe casual fans who might start to lose interest during a game. You know that might be hmm. something to to keep eyeballs of the casual fan on the screen.
0: You know what else would be? Um. I just my brain just farted there. Holy crap! Um, insert fart noise. Thank you. Um, lost <laughs> <laughs> my complete train of thought. Wow! In 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 the brain, out the brain. Good job, Terps. Um, I'm just too hyped up today. Is what it is. Uh.
3: I also oh that's what
0: I was going to say. The informal broadcast I really like I also really enjoyed watching the coaches broadcast of the, the college football championships. When like you go to like ESPN2 and they had like a round table of a bunch of coaches with like just beer and pizza in front of them. Yeah. Like that was cool. To get that kind of breakdown as well like hey the kind, here's the scheme I would use, here's the play I would use. Hey remember that time we played and you did this against me like like that 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 was that's a lot of fun to watch
1: you know they all they all provide an interesting dynamic and it really just depends on who's consuming the product and what it is kind of you want and what makes you tick you know getting that coach's perspective would be you know good for somebody that might study the game a little bit more, but mm-hmm. uh doesn't really have a dog in the fight, you know somebody who enjoys the x's and the o's, but they're not a fan of the two teams that are playing um kind of keeps you going, keeps you watching, and, and keeps you thinking about the game. I think that uh, that makes a lot of sense.
0: I think baseball, it works almost better than Monday Night Football, too, because you can watch baseball with the sound off and kind of know what's going on. Uh, football is a little more difficult to do that with. Right. Like, there's, there's a lot that the announcers would tell you that if you look away for a second, then you there's a flag and you have no idea. Wait, what happened? Why, why are we going back 15 yards? What, what, what was, I thought that was, I thought you saw that actually, um, uh, last, uh, last time or, uh, last Monday night football and Pat McAfee was on with them. Uh, there was a turnover on downs that he thought was a fumble. <laughs> Cause he, he looked away and they looked back and it was, he got blown up for it on Twitter. It's, it's just that kind of dynamic with football. So fluid that you sometimes need that static play by play going.
1: And yeah, that makes sense too and you can pick up on a lot of things just you know just by watching and as you as you see the game and learn how it how things go I mean you can look at where a flag is thrown on the field and know that it's going to be one of two penalties in most cases something like that you know a lot of people don't have that um don't understand the game to that point so I think it it would be cool for a, a good way for a lot of people to learn a lot yeah, of what this means for sure you know a, a different way to do it well
0: it would also be interesting just to hear like a catchers or pitchers perspective of like pitch progression or take for example last year when Snell was pulled early to hear the reactions from players live former players live there like what's going on like why are we pulling this guy you know and the reactions to like big home runs big strikeouts would be electric with former players i think
1: absolutely yeah, it definitely adds a whole nother layer um, to the experience.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I playoff baseball is phenomenal. I love it. I love it. We're gonna have to, uh, you know, we're have to, do, we're gonna, we're gonna have to get a, we're gonna have to get Noman and ask him about about Houston afterwards. I think get, that's definitely Cubs.
1: definitely worth it. See if we can get, him. get a
0: Cubs. Fr- hmm? No, sorry. Got- no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Guys, we're off track today. What's going on?
1: It's rough. I got that Vax Yo. brain, man.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you, you, got, you, you got the fuzz. You got the fuzz brain right now. Right. <laughs> I've got so much going on in my head that it's just like, you know, I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling.
1: Not good. It's all right. We'll get through it. We'll get there. We'll get to the finish line. We'll get line.
0: through it. Oh, yeah.
1: Gnome will be cussing the whole time. But
0: uh, I mean, he's already doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to see like, to get like a Cubs fan's perspective on a White Sox Astros game.
1: Yeah, how does Gnome feel about the White Sox?
3: He's a diehard Cubs fan. He's a diehard Cubs fan.
0: Okay. So like, but he's also a baseball fan. Um, I don't know who he's rooting for here uh i'm gonna guess he's probably gonna end up rooting for the astros uh just because the tickets came by way of sherlock um another good friend of mine who works for the astros and i just think that gnome is would be more comfortable rooting. i could be wrong gnome you know cut your voice in here and tell us uh in the edit which one you're who you're rooting for but if i had to guess it's the astros right because even with the cheating thing i don't know if he can bring himself to root for the white Sox.
1: Well, that's kind of the natural order of things, too. Like, if you're going to a game and you don't have a team that you're, you know, you're going to a game that's not your team, you kind of gravitate Correct. towards towards rooting for the home team. I mean, it makes the most sense to do that. Why would you go and just be, a, like, a, a contrarian for no reason? Unless that's just well, your nature.
0: Ho- well, it's either the home team or if you're there for a reason, you were, you know, if, like, for example, like, I'm going to root for the White Sox when I go to the White Sox Houston game three because I am friends, you know, friends of the podcast and friends with Carlos Row and Lucas G. So I want them to win. Right.
1: Well, in that like case, when Derek absolutely. played in
0: Exactly. Like when Derek played Yankee Stadium, I was rooting for the Tigers because of Derek. Like but um, there's also there's also a nice release about going to an extremely important game and not having any dog in the fight. Because then you can just take in an absolutely epic game of baseball.
1: Right, just enjoy every piece of the game and not yes. have to stress about the things that aren't going your team's way. There's a lot to be said for that.
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Like going, like, going to any game that's a big game and you don't have a dog in the fight for any team is like exactly what you said. You can fully engross yourself in that game and you get the full fan experience of being there without any of the stresses of being there. Like, you get the natural stress of just oh my god bases are loaded nobody's out that you get from just watching a baseball game anyway but there's not the stress if you sit there going come on 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 fuck kind of thing right you know the only way where you
1: enjoy that situation is if it comes out in your favor like it's totally different like it fucking it's horrible if it doesn't work out in your in your way but you're totally elated if it does. It completely takes that out of the equation.
0: The most awkward thing, though, I've ever had, and I don't know because I'm sure you've experienced this as well um, with, uh, with Derek, is when you go to a game where it's your team versus your friend's team. <laughs> and, and it's even when your friend's not playing, it's easy to root for your own team. The first game that I had the fortune of going to where Derek was pitching was the Giants versus the Mets at Citi Field. Um, and my friend who I brought with me, um, one of my good friends, is also a diehard Mets fan like myself. And Derek had jokingly texted us before. He goes, I don't want to see one ounce of Mets colors on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we went incognito. Um, and, uh, of course, Derek sat us in, you know, in the, in the friends and family section where you always sit, and so I was surrounded by a bunch of Giants fans and my friend has a small like, you know, like the old Little League hats where like they have the team logos, but they're like super small. Yeah. He had a Mets Little League hat on backwards. Just like, don't, it's just a Mets. Don't look at it. It's fine. And, uh, Derek came into the game and gave up a home run to a Denny of all people. <laughs> And, and then proceed yeah and then proceed to sit down the order after that one two three and my friend was like when the home run went out he goes do i clap like do i boo do i like you know sit there do i just raise an eyebrow and softly just like hey like what do i do in that situation
1: just chug your beer
0: <laughs> right <laughs> you just do the uh you do the silent, you do the silent woo in your head and you move One.
1: on. Small fist pump. It's Very like, small.
0: it's like, it's like when you go to visit a friend at like a col at college and you go to the student section with them and you really don't give two shits about their team or you want their team to lose and something happens and you're like, I'm in the student section and I really don't want you to get this third down, but I'm when in you, the student section.
1: In a situation like that too, you're, with a bunch of, I mean, that's totally like, that's that situation on steroids, right? Because if you're not, if you're the only person in the student section, not going absolutely fucking nuts, you stick out like a sore thumb and somebody will call you out. Oh yeah.
0: On it. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Funny story about that. Getting sidetracked again. Uh, my cousin was, um, a member of the, of the Rutgers drum line. Um, and the interesting thing about that is she was in school when Rutgers was good like real good.
1: Okay.
0: Like Ray Rice, like Ray Rice era top, top 10, like they were good, good. Right. Right. And we, she invited my dad and I to a game that she was performing in with the drum line and got us free tickets. Well, the free tickets were in the student section. Um, And we're sitting there, standing there, I should say. One does not sit in the student section. If you sit in the student section, you're at the wrong student section. Um, And probably about the first quarter in, all you start hearing is, show your tits, show your tits, show your tits, show your tits. And me being, I don't remember how old he was, looked around like, tits? Where? (laughs) <laughs> and my dad was standing there, just stoic, just stone-faced, just like mm-mm, mm and it just got louder and louder and louder, and right in front of us girl just topped right off
1: yes <laughs> I was like, okay if that doesn't get you cheering, I don't uh, know what does, Terps right, right, right
0: right, but it was awkward because like, my dad was there too, and I was like hmm um, <laughs> but it, that just reminded me of the, just, just that like yeah, it'll be fine. It's the student. Don't worry about it. You'll have good seats. Show your tits. Show your tits. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> you
1: got that look on your face like Charlie Murphy when uh, when he gets flashed in the, what was it, <laughs> the Rick James episode of the oh, Show? Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Huge grin. <laughs> or the, uh, the, the, the seated water boy <laughs> when he's playing.
3: I like foosball. Oh,
0: God. Good times. Man, student sections are lit. They're, they're good. Uh, I liked, I got a little bit of shit from uh, from Derek for driving through New Brunswick and not calling out Ohio State sucks. I think you supported my endeavor there uh, of not calling out it.
1: Ohio State sucks. You should have done it. I, th-
0: I thought about it. I did. But I had to get to work. You know, I was already running late. Man, Piscataway was all Ohio State fans.
1: What you got to like do there I... is when you're cruising by, you got to kind of play it coy at first. Like you slow down, you roll the window down, you're going real slow by these people. And you smile real big and wave and say, hey, hey, fuck you. You suck. And then floor it.
0: You know what I should have done is just drove past, rolled down the, no, here's the problem: you couldn't floor it there. It was bumper to bumper.
1: Oh uh, yeah. My theory wouldn't have, but yeah. what I should have, that wouldn't have happened. That would have gone over very well.
0: What, <laughs> what I should have done is rolled down the window and just, blasted the Oregon State fight the Oregon State the Oregon University fight song
1: that would have been That's good what I
0: should have done that 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 would just just loud and proud Ducks fan for about 30 seconds you know <laughs> And just
1: because don't I'm even gonna acknowledge get all dressed it. up just just eyes forward yeah. both hands on the wheel
0: exactly exactly just keep <laughs> just keep right after that right after that you'll just hear you know the classic Michigan come on right after that Staring, just staring straight forward. You know, finish it off with some Alabama fight songs. The fight like, song, you know what I'm saying?
1: Like you don't even realize it's coming from your radio.
0: Yeah, you look around. Oh, is that me?
1: <laughs>
0: Man, fuck, my bad. <laughs> I was playing that. That's
1: weird. I heard these songs
0: before. I, this is a jam. What's going on?
3: So <laughs> <laughs> you can do that in Rutgers. Imagine doing that in like Happy Valley.
1: Oof. better be driving a car right. you don't care about.
3: See, here's the thing. Michigan and Ohio State fans are rough. But they're Midwest rough. It's not rough rough.
0: Rutgers doesn't have enough fans to be rough. Penn State is just east enough that they're full of a bunch of New Jersey, New York kids with the New Jersey, New York attitude. Add (laughs) on to that, the Penn State attitude on top of that. Like, does anybody really think Nebraska fans are going to give you a hard time? Because Nebraska is in the middle of what I call the nice part of the country where everyone's overly friendly to you. Like, same thing with, like, Ohio State, same thing with, like, Michigan and, and all of them.
1: it depends on where you are because if you're cruising through campus that's kind of that's kind of no man's land you know
0: or frat i mean it'll be really bad go 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 down go down frat row right then you might get some shit
1: it was it was normal like if people were up on balconies and somebody would cruise by wearing the opposing team's jersey for people to throw beers at them like cans of beer And inevitably, there would always be somebody that threw one that wasn't open, which wasn't cool. That's where you drew the line. If you're going to throw a beer, it has to be less than half full because then it hits them. It's probably not going to do any damage, but then it's going to blow up all over them. You know, they're going to get a beer shower, but you're not actually going to hurt them. Exactly. There were some people that, that would do that, and we would all be like, oh,
0: I mean, that's that's, that's see. I went to Maryland. I went to Maryland. We threw batteries. We we were we were dicks. Goddamn batteries. Maryland's dicks. You can find there's there's horror stories about specifically Maryland basketball fans. Like we we were dicks. We are dicks. What size Uh, batteries are Uh, we? Double A, triple A. Sometimes sometimes some D's. Yeah. No, we're actually actually. actually, Yeah, we're hugging car batteries. (laughs) We're hucking car batteries, you know? <laughs> we're we're pulling out the big 12 volt and just <laughs> chucking it as hard as we can. You know, that's how we roll here. That's how we roll. Um, but yeah, you know, it is it's it college sports. Uh, you get that too. Like Fenway, Fenway playing the Yankees, not the most friendly confines. And I always found it funny. When you'd hear Yankee fans complain about how they're treated at Fenway, and you'd hear Fenway fans complain about how they get treated at Yankee Stadium, and I'm like, pot meet kettle.
1: Right. Y'all are assholes. Like, you
0: know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know what's going to happen, especially in, like, a playoff game. Like, what do you expect? Like, yeah, I'm sure you're going to meet some nice people, but let me tell you, there's going to be some drunk rowdies at Fenway, and there are going to be some drunk rowdies at Yankee Stadium.
1: Absolutely.
3: You might not get the same thing in like Milwaukee. So,
0: uh,
1: Milwaukee.
0: Milwaukee, just walk it out. Uh, one thing, one more baseball thing. I want I want to talk about before we can move on to Mister Urban Meyer. I'm sure you have some takes on that. Um, the, so they released obviously the ALDS and ML and and MLB um, start times. For the, AL, for the for ALDS and the NLDS. Um,
3: and all I'm going to say
0: is first of all, first of all, I feel bad for anyone traveling into Houston on Thursday. For example, Nome and Company are flying into Houston on Thursday. They're not leaving tomorrow, they're leaving on Thursday. Here's the problem these game times that they're deciding. For these people, for these games in some of these markets, um, is ridiculous.
1: It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Uh, let me get the actual
1: time. It's four oh seven Eastern. Is the is game one of the ALDS? Uh, Houston and Chicago.
3: Which local time puts you at?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Is uh.
1: I think Houston's it, it, far enough east that there's Houston central one hour? Time zone. I think it's just one. It's
0: still central time zone? Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about a three oh seven start time. Three oh seven start time on a Thursday. You know damn well that there's a lot of people flying in on Thursday so they don't have to take Wednesday off too. If your flight if your flight is not on the ground by noon, you're getting there late. One hundred percent you're getting there late.
1: I hope you because well, you're you, not going to be able to get there and check you know if you check the bag, forget it. Where are you going to leave that at the stadium? You got to go to the hotel first,
0: even the backpack, you got to leave at the hotel now for yeah. most of these parks. like you got to get off the plane. You have to go with your bag, and I know these guys check bags, not just check bags they they bring they're just gonna backpack it. um. You got to go, you got to get to your, you got to leave the airport and deal with Houston traffic. Go to the, go to the, the hotel, drop your stuff off, then get from the hotel to the game. And of course, I mean, Noam's going to be like, don't worry, Dave, we got this all figured out. God, stop worrying. But it's not just about them. It's this time slot, because you know, again, a lot of people are going to fly in for this because Texas is a fly state. It's not a drive state. And guys, people flying in White Sox fans flying in because did you see the price of the tickets in Houston? They're like $37. It's ridiculously cheap.
1: Why? Why are they so cheap?
0: Because it's, I guess, because they just expect it. They've been there before. Like If I go right now, let's go to stuff right now. Not sponsored. Willing to be. Um, Houston
3: Astros. Let's take a look. Yeah.
0: So right now. Right now, I can get tickets for $52, $57, $59 in the 400 section. If I want to sit
3: in section 113, guess how much I have to pay. Based on that price, I'm going to say, yeah.
1: I don't know, 1 125.
0: 170.
1: That's reasonable. That's very reasonable for a playoff game.
0: Club tickets, $200. Sold. Which is extremely reasonable in general. Um, dugout box, so directly behind home plate, $175 for a ticket. Outfield seat, $72. Bucks. Um, if you want to sit in the terrace like, terrace, like 300 levels right above the suites, 70 bucks. Why wouldn't you do that? There's a lot of tickets available too.
1: I wonder There's if a lot. I wonder if for the weekend games. I mean, they must crank them up for that, right?
0: Well, here's the funny part, right? So
1: the White Sox,
0: like is part of that, start at one seventy-four.
1: A, a three o'clock start time.
0: It's a three o'clock start time. The game two on
3: Friday is a one o seven local time start time. Now, granted, the die-hard Astros fans are going to find a way to watch. But
0: those of us who work for a living and can't take days off, how do you justify leaving work at one o seven on a Friday after leaving work to watch a 3 o'clock game on a Thursday?
1: I don't think you do. I think you kind of just choose, you know? Which one do you want
3: to watch? Like,
0: and then the White Sox on Sunday get a seven o'clock start. Because that'll be a prime that'll be a, you know, that'll be a that'll be a big game there. Right. Now if you're flying out on Friday, the one o'clock time works for you because you can get a decent flight at like six, seven, eight PM out. But Houston is not the only one who got shafted. They're not the only ones who got shafted.
3: Um if you want to take a look. At, um, for example, the Brewers versus the Braves. Start time on Friday, four thirty-seven p.m. Friday game at
0: four thirty uh, at four thirty-seven.
1: Well, of course we can't have Boston and or New York not playing at prime time
0: correct. In this case, for the NLDS, it's the Giants versus the Cardinals Dodgers have to but here playing it here's the crazy part, right? So, you could even argue that the Giants got a little shafted because their start time is 9:30 Eastern, which means it's a 6:30 start time
3: in San Francisco.
0: Now, granted, you it's you can't make that game later for viewing, but it would be hard to start that game at 10 o'clock. It's hard to start the game at 9.37. Forget
3: 10 o'clock. But
0: I understand on weekends, Sunday, Saturday, having a 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock start time. I get that. That makes sense. But why are we complaining about growing the game? But then you have a big series between two really hot teams, the Astros and the White Sox, with a really, really with really good bats. Starting at three o'clock on
3: Thursday and one o'clock on Friday.
1: It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? I mean, we've got different networks, so you you could have some overlap on some of this. You know, it doesn't have to be, but then you could also make the argument, well, what's the difference? Because you do, you do want to keep, you do want to keep some of them separate so that, you know, you don't have people choosing between the games that they want to watch. If that, you know know what I'm saying? I mean, what's the difference between where they're at now and starting an hour later? It doesn't really do that much more for you. I mean, from a standpoint of people going to the game, maybe, but I think they're going to get people go to the games anyway. I don't think that's the issue. It's, it's the TV audience that really kind of gets fucked on this. In a, in yeah. that same breath, you know, what do you? I don't know. You start in the one game at six instead of seven, the other game at eight thirty instead of nine thirty. It's still, it's still shitty. You know, that game is still ending close to midnight. Now it's ending after midnight. But, you know, eleven thirty, twelve thirty. I don't know I don't see what the difference is there personally it sucks either way it's not ideal but if you do it any other way you're cannibalizing half your audience
3: correct correct I I just don't here's the thing though are you cannibalizing half your audience though Because you're talking about two different fan base interests.
0: Like, why can't you start? So, game one, Yankees at Red Sox, or uh, Rays at either Yankees or the Red Sox, on Thursdays, is 8:07 p.m. Eastern, and that'll be an 8:07 p.m. Eastern start time. So, why can't you start this game on Thursday at?
3: 5 p.m. Eastern. Because it's a playoff game.
0: It's a playoff game. This police playoff games could easily go four hours anyway. With all the fanfare and everything. That's true. And a national TV broadcast, which is going to add a ton of ads.
3: Why couldn't you start that game at 3.07? I mean um not 307 sorry 507 Eastern 407 Central Give everyone an extra hour because yeah. how do
0: you tailgate that How do you cuz a lot of people like to go to bars before playoff games a lot of people like to go tailgating before before these games How do you do that How many how how, how many how many people are still are still in the danger darty time period of their lives depending on
3: what you call it
1: Yeah, I mean that I don't know. It's a it's a rock and a hard place to me. I feel like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't.
3: I think
0: the 407 to 307 Eastern Time start on Thursday. I, I understand that a little bit more. The 107 local time start on
3: Friday is ridiculous. That is actually ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's because you've got all four games rolling that day. Somebody's going to get the shaft the way that they have it and, and with the, mm. the um, word I'm looking for. The theory, but the uh, I don't know the mindset We're that they at have constant. in scheduling these these games, because well, you can see what they're doing.
3: They're, of,
1: they're trying yeah. not to. They're trying not to overlap as much as possible for the TV audience. And that's really the only thing they're thinking about.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. That's
0: it. And, but think of like from the fans' point of view, like. Man, I don't want to go to a Friday game at 107. Not a playoff game. Hell, I didn't like going to college football games at noon. Let alone, and that's just a college football game. i talking about a playoff game here. Because I know damn well, to use my friend's example again, you know damn well that that the three amigos are gonna, are, are going to go to the game and go hit the bars afterwards. But now... Because I know Ernie, he's going to want to get up early to go to the game, to be early at the game the next day. You can't even recover. You're just going to go hungover, which is fine. I'm all for that.
1: Hair of the dog. But why?
0: Oh, yeah. You know how you cure a hangover at a playoff game? You get more beer. That's right. Um, but 107
3: on a Friday is just. Forget about the fan base. You're not getting any kids watching the game.
1: I don't know, from a standpoint of going to the game, I feel like that's kind of nice. You know, you get that early afternoon game. The weather is nice. Yeah, probably cool. You get that day drinking in, which is also nice from time to time. It doesn't happen often. So True. it's more of a, a novelty. And then you can... uh you know, you can go out to the bars afterwards and you still get to take in three more games if you really want to, and you can last that long. You know, you sit at the bar, you post up, and you're there for another 10 hours if you really want to do that. You know, once in spend a while. Spend all the that, money. Yeah, spend all the money. Once in a while, that's kind of fun. Um, it's great for again, the city. It's, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing. You know, most people that are there are going to be taking time off for that anyway. You know, you're not going to... Mm-hmm you're going to work the next day obviously most people don't work on saturdays some people do but even then it's kind of the best of both worlds because you can go to the game you can kind of tie one on there and then when the game's over with it's five o'clock so you can go home sleep it off you get up the next day if you do have to work and you're okay
0: make dinner reservations people don't try to get in anywhere after the game
1: yeah don't do that
0: Ain't gonna happen. If you want to go out to eat, make some reservations. Um.
3: But yeah, like. You know, damn well Sunday. I am hitting a tailgate hard.
0: A seven o'clock start time on Sunday in Chicago. That is that is that is perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. No. No. It's on funny because Sundays are usually early. Yeah. Sundays are usually the matinee games though.
1: Yeah, that one would make more, see, I'm a little bit more confused about that than anything else. Like, why wouldn't you have those ones be the ones that you play at, like, 1 and 3.30 or 1 and 4? You know, something like that. Because everybody's home. Everybody's watching TV anyway. You don't have to compete with Sunday night football. You're competing with the other games throughout the day, but it's not a nationally televised broadcast that you're competing with. I feel like that would make Uh, more sense to have those be the early ones.
0: You could have easily done this game at one o'clock or three o'clock. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's it's a blackout. They're doing White Sox are doing a blackout, so a blackout at night is going to be sick. Of course, those of you listening to this will hear this most likely after I've already been to the game. So you have to listen to the next podcast to, you know, hear how that went. Um, but even still, you're like Sundays, as you know, Saturday. Here's the problem with the Saturday early games, especially the ALDS and the in the NL, in the and the NLDS. Um, let me take a look here, see
3: something real quick.
0: So, luckily, no Texas teams play on Saturday, so they don't have to worry about Texas at Oklahoma stealing viewership because you know that would steal pretty much everybody. Um. The big thing that I have to compete with that's going to draw a lot of eyeballs is Penn State, Iowa at four o'clock and Georgia Auburn at three thirty, both nationally televised games
1: yeah, and the other thing that's kind of tough too, is all these baseball games are on cable. yep, leading up to. Really, the championship series, all the division series games are on TBS, Fox Sports, or I think there's some on there's one or two on MLB Network. So yes, that's going to bring your viewership down, just by virtue of that. You know, you say who doesn't have cable? Well, lots of people don't anymore. You know, people that live in rural areas or something like that may. Um, and then a lot of people are cutting that cord and going to these streaming services that may not have these channels. So I feel like they're kind of cutting their nose off despite their face there. Again, you know, who's to say maybe they tried to get some of those on nationally televised uh networks and you know, football is going to take a lot of precedent on that, especially with your Notre Dames and people that have to be on certain certain networks. But I don't know. I feel like the the whole cable thing kind of hurts you a little bit, too.
0: Well, the big thing, too, I mean, yeah, because the, they're on TBS all the way through to the World Series, mm-hmm. um, which is terrible, in my opinion. But
3: uh, what's going to really hurt them is Penn State, Iowa, is on Fox. And that's middle of the day. Um, and then Auburn, Georgia
0: is on CBS at 330. So two nationally broadcast games for free. You can get an antenna and pick up both those channels. At three thirty. Sat like Saturday's your day that so those teams could suffer a little bit.
1: Yeah you know there's gonna be a lot of eyes on those games. I mean if it goes if it comes down to it and I don't have cable And I'm a casual baseball fan. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go out of my way to go somewhere to watch this game. You know, if it was on somewhere, maybe you're flipping and you see it and you leave it on and you, you take in a few innings or something like that. But, you know, the people that they are really trying to target here are the people that have no chance of tuning into these games.
3: Oh, 100%. 100%.
0: 100% I, I just I think the timing is just I, I feel bad for for my friends going because I don't I'm not privy to their plans and I don't I, I don't I don't really care but one, that, that that four o'clock that three o'clock local time start is rough yeah that's rough it for be. people flying in on Thursday yeah
1: that, that's that, the one. That's that a hurts. rough time that's the one that hurts yeah. the most
0: Friday people are going to be there you're not going to fly in on Friday for the game if you're going to the Friday game. You're flying in on Thursday night and saying, I'm not going to the Thursday game, but I'm going to spend the day spend the night and then go to the game on Friday. The Thursday game, I'll bet you a lot of people are flying in for. And like I said, I think conservatively, if your flight is not in before noon local time, you're going to have a rough
3: time getting anywhere.
1: And then you got to worry about delays, too. Sit on the tarmac for a half an hour, trying to take off in your you know your originating city, and now you're looking at your watch starting to stress already. You're not even in the air yet, and you're already worried about not getting where you're going on time.
0: Here's the big thing? Is Houston a short flight for anybody in the country so. <laughs> I don't think Houston's a short flight for anybody because Houston
3: is in southern texas correct yep um so i don't think that's an easy flight for anybody
0: like let me see i, was, I just want to do some Uh.
1: it's like southeast texas it's like if Texas had an asshole, it it's where Houston would be.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're looking at out of out of Illinois. So if you're a White Sox fan, um if you're looking out if you're looking out of let's 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 go with uh Let's go with ORD. You're flying out of O'Hare. Your nonstop flight's are 3 hours.
3: To Houston.
1: That's if not you're flying exactly out of the east, short flight.
0: No, if you're flying out of the East Coast, let's say you're flying out of like New Jersey, New uh, New York, anything like that. You're a four-hour
3: flight, nonstop.
2: Ugh.
0: So, if Illinois, which is relatively close. And even if you fly out of like Quad Cities or you fly out of like Moline or you drive down to St. Louis, fly out of there, you're still looking at like a two and a half hour, three hour flight. And then add what, an hour of time minimum
3: to get through the airport? So you're looking at.
1: I'd imagine so.
3: Five
0: hours of travel. Five hours of travel.
1: Got to get your shit together and get an Uber or whatever it is that you're going to take to go wherever you're going. So you're leaving
0: at. And remember Illinois for those for those uh for those fans traveling down to Houston, because I know a lot of White Sox fans were going to because of how cheap it is. You're in the same time zone. So it's not like if you fly from New Jersey, New York, the East Coast, technically, yes, you lose an hour. So you could leave at eight, and according to your clock, it's only going to be
3: a three hour flight
2: mm.
0: But if you're flying from Illinois and it's a three-hour flight, three and a half hour flight, it's a th- or four-hour flight, it's a three-four hour flight regardless. Because if you leave at eight, you're not getting in until twelve for an eight a.m. flight. That's what's killer about this. That's what's killer about that time.
1: Yeah, that makes it tough.
0: If they, they can't even flip flop them.
1: Here's the other thing too. Are there are there a lot of direct flights going to Houston?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there? Yeah. I, I just looked real quick and found a bunch. I
1: was going to say, how many um, people are going to have to go through, like, Atlanta or something from the East Coast?
0: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, from 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 the East Coast, though, you can fly. I mean, how many White Sox fans or baseball fans are flying on the East Coast, though, to go to a Houston game?
1: Who knows? You could have a lot of people transplanted from Chicago. I mean, it's a big place. True. People could have grown up True. around Chicago and ended up in New York or Boston, someplace like Here's that.
0: A, And you know what? Honestly, the cost of Texas, flying to Texas, staying in Texas, eating in Texas, the cost of the tickets in Texas is much cheaper as well. Right. So that would make sense. But that's still just that's just rough in every way. So hopefully, like I said, we'll get we'll get Noman afterwards and let him hear his experiences about it. And then uh, Noman, I can compare experiences between um Chicago versus Houston and hopefully get some of Derek's experiences because he's he Derek's Derek's had quite a, a run in the playoffs. So he he's he's been there as a as a player.
1: It'll be interesting to get get all of those perspectives and you know the fans' point of view and then obviously his experiences as a player to uh kind of add a little bit to that. Uh it'll be interesting to see. Get a little bit of craziness from both sides.
0: Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Moving on from baseball. Dyer, what is going on with your former Ohio State football coach, Urban Meyer?
1: <laughs> oh, man, I had so much fun on Twitter the other night. My God. You know, the, the interesting thing about Urban Meyer's uh, transgression um, is the fact... You got, I, I feel so bad for his wife, and even more so than you would if somebody... Would have done this anyway. But for anybody who doesn't know, if uh, if you've been living under a rock, um, after the Thursday night game in Cincinnati, obviously he coached for the Jacksonville Jaguars against Cincinnati on the road. Um, Urban did not travel back home with the team. He cruised on up to Columbus uh, apparently to see the grandkids see or grandkids something kids, like that. Thought, yeah. yeah. Well. <clears throat> No, apparently somebody else had some uh, some other plans because he ended up getting grinded on by some lady at the bar, which ended up all over Twitter.
0: Apparently, there's photos <laughs> and video of a little bit of a uh, finger pistoling in areas that there shouldn't be.
1: It's a little hanky panky going on there. A little hanky panky going on, yeah. A little stinky pinky.
0: But <laughs> he, he he's already had a rough go about in Jackson, in, in Jacksonville as it is. Um I put I found this interesting, but in the time that he's been hired there, um the team's director of sports performance had to step down for racist comments he made previously. He signed Tim Tebow. Um he drafted a running back in the first round, despite already having good depth there. He admitted that he wanted to take somebody else over somebody else. Um, they apparently were, they were telling reporters they were cutting people because of vaccine status. Um, they had a full blown competition between Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence. And then Gardner ended up getting traded off. Um, they traded away last year's number nine overall pick. They start. zero and four. He then doesn't travel after Cincinnati. And now is being regarded as saying he must regain the trust of the franchise. Um, does he survive the year?
1: Man, I feel like he, I feel like he does for the simple fact that it would look so horrible if he didn't from a, a stability standpoint for the organization. But at this point, you might just blow it up and, and call it a loss because everything about this situation with him going to Jacksonville has been a complete disaster. And this is just the exclamation mark on it right now, and we're not even at the end. This is like, was it week four? (laughs) Yeah. Week four, and your coach, everybody in the organization can't stand the guy, and he probably has a hard time walking around his own house at this point. Like, what the hell are you supposed to do?
0: Apparently, so his his contract's not public. Um, Apparently, a lot of it is reportedly guaranteed and in that ballpark of twelve million a year, Ooh. which is not a small amount of money. Um so even if you fire him,
3: it would be hard to prove cause there. To get out having to pay him.
0: Um do I think the owner of the Jaguars could afford it? The Jaguars could afford it? Probably. If anybody um, can, he can. Yeah. But because a Shad Khan is not a non-wealthy individual, um, reported estimate net worth of eight and a half billion, so he could afford it. But it's a bad look. It's yeah. a bad, bad look. I think this has to cement Urban Meyer's end of his career, even unless he goes out and wins the Super Bowl of being any. Kind of NFL coach of the future.
1: No, yeah, no, he goes back to college after this. Yeah, maybe he goes go to UFC at USC at the end of the USC. Year.
0: <laughs> yeah, that you know, there's rumors, there's rumors there, there are rumors there that he could end up there, and and that would that would make sense, you know, especially if you could bring USC to the promised land. Um, that's what he does though. He takes teams to the promised land. He gets bored and he leaves.
1: Pretty much, yeah. He wasn't bored. We didn't uh, Florida. That's night, what we didn't Ohio State.
0: Like. <laughs> no, he 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 was he was all up in there. He <laughs> was having some little. He was having a little too much fun at the expense of you know. Mm. I mean, what do you do in that case? Like, it's a terrible PR. Then on top of that, the team not performing well. Um, do you think he? There's rumors he's lost the clubhouse. I kind of wish that Derek was here to get his perspective on, you know, players and dealing with scandal like that. Uh, Because as much as players like to say they're focused on winning in the game, stuff like this does, you know, it does affect the clubhouse.
1: Uh, I'll be interested
0: to see what happens going forward.
1: I mean, is it not the case like, if you're a player on that team, you already don't like the guy. By all accounts. Most people don't in that organization. Players and coaches and front office people alike. Not a very popular dude. And then he doesn't travel back to you. He doesn't travel back with you. And you find out that the reason why he didn't was to go finger blast some chick at a bar. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like, fuck fuck this guy. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. And then the guy always got a family issues got to deal with, and now he's got to regain yeah. the trust of his of, of his team and everything. On top of that, like
1: talk about a distraction.
0: Yeah, for real, for like for absolutely real, um,
1: legit five alarm dumpster fire at this point.
0: Yeah, it would be one thing if they were four and zero oh, or three and one. No one would give a flying fuck, at all. No one would care. It would be a story. And it would be a blip. And now it's it.
1: Yeah, it would kind of be a meme.
0: Does that make it right? No. But.
3: But he's 0-4. Like, ah.
1: And they had just blown a game that they should have won. They had no business losing that game. Yes. Agreed. And now he's so just staying in town to get a little on the side yep,
0: <laughs> he claims it was an evil party an what, evil do you, what what party. do you say what it was let me see if I can find the actual uh quote here because the the quote was hilarious
3: um
1: and while you're looking at that though i found I felt so bad because the the what the story that I looked at showed the tweet from his wife like she took a picture of their kids getting ready for bed like taking the kids taking care of the kids tonight dad deserved a night out and then the like scroll down a little bit and it's the video the infamous video (laughs) it's like god damn that just makes you feel even more dirty about the situation like go on honey go have a good time Uh, she didn't mean that (laughs) right jesus
0: right um let me see if i can find the quote from his press conference um uh, let me see it find it i'm giving gnome way too much to edit right now and he's got a lot to do before he goes on thursday but sorry, i, I should have been i should have been more prepared <laughs> uh, let's see where is it
3: can't find it he said something about the the people who came over, the party goers who came over had evil intentions. Um, let me
0: see. This sounds so much better after it's been edited because they cut out all of this. I mean, um, if you had evil intentions, but-
1: obviously, you know, if your goal is to go and try and get a married dude to stray, but I mean, what were his intentions? Like, what right. is, he, is he a like, child? Does, can he not take the picture and say, see you later? And if she won't leave him alone, say, get this chick off of me. Like, get out of here. I don't want anything to do with you. Like, you can't so play the his victim response... at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah, his response was they wanted me to come over and take pictures, and I did. Then they tried to pull me out on the dance floor, screwing around, and I should have left. They tried to pull you out on the dance floor. They tried. I don't think there was much try there. I'm pretty sure they succeeded. Right. I'm pretty sure they succeeded to, to get you all. Uh... And Urban Myers doesn't have, a cl- you know, the cleanest track record either.
1: Not really. He's kind of known for things happening and getting swept under the rug. Right, you can't but. do that in the NFL, Urban. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, you're you you're can, not the
0: guy. You can if you're. You can if you're four and o.
1: Right.
3: You can if you're four and no. Um. You can't if you're not. So. I I I don't get it.
0: I don't get it. I mean, I I get it, but I don't get it.
1: Kind of just looks like a guy who who acts the way that he does, you know, all the reports, as as much of a an asshole as it sounds like he is about not wanting to lose and things like that, he looked like a guy who just didn't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just looked like he was done. Yeah. He just looked like he was done.
1: Like, is all of that just um, posturing and he's really just kind of collecting a paycheck?
0: I, I guess. I
3: guess maybe but still like
0: you can't be doing that no like you just you cannot be doing you you have to be more cognizant of that you, mm-hmm. you can't just you, you you can't just go off and and do stuff like that and expect to be you know off scot-free um
3: But either way, um,
0: we have two more things to talk about. Tara. I'm going to give you a choice as to which one we go to next. Um, do we switch over? Talk about horror movies or do we switch over to tease the first part of our awesome show that's going to be happening in two weeks?
1: Are we getting to both of these tonight, or are we choosing one and putting the other one on, on hold? We're going
0: we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get to both of these tonight. We're not doing the... The tease is not a full reveal.
1: I want to do the tease uh, at the end, then. I think that makes the most at sense. At the end? Let's do okay. that, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Gnome, I want halloween theme music for the entire month of October, please. Don't hate me. The entire month of October, I want spooky music. Please. Thank you. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know what? Maybe... You know we're on Spotify. We're not gonna copyright strike. I think we should use the uh, um, Halloween theme. The, uh, the, the the maybe the Friday the Thirteenth theme. Maybe you know something something nice and spooky for the entire the entire month of October. Um, but anyway, scary movies. We are in October. We'll be doing a different kind of spooky fun thing every week in this segment. Um Dyer, for you, are you a horror film guy? Are you not a horror film guy? Like what what what's what's your take on stuff like that?
1: I have always loved horror films. Ever since I was a little kid. For some something about it has intrigued me. I've always enjoyed a good scare. I've always enjoyed scaring people, you know, pop out something here and there. Um I love horror movies and I I don't get to watch them, uh, unfortunately, as much as I used to because my wife is not at all a fan of horror movies. So I find very little time to be able to watch any on my own. But any time that I can, if she goes to bed early or something, and I'm laying there, I'll pop my earbuds in and and watch one on my phone or something, something that I haven't seen um, or something, you know. especially around Halloween time. I like to pull up some of the old classics and enjoy those. Love Love horror flicks. Love
0: it. So... Are 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 you a horror flick fan because of the scariness of it or do you like the suspense or like like what what what's your what what's your reasoning
1: All of the above really you know the suspense I think is great to watch a horror flick and be able to have an idea of what you think is going on and either have that be confirmed or totally turned on its head I love a little twist, but that feeling of the sp- suspense is great. I love the scares though too. You know, like there's a lot there's a lot to be said for a good pop-out scare. But I love the cerebral thrillers too, the supernatural thrillers, those kinds of things. It it, it has to be somewhat believable, you know. To a certain point, you have to suspend disbelief because obviously, like the killer never dies, no matter how many times they shoot him. But there has to be pieces of the story that are somewhat mm. believable too, because that's what makes it scary is the fact that, you know, there's, there's that little, there's that little bit of it creeping into the back of your mind. Like if you're coming home, home alone and it's dark in the house and you hear a noise, you hear the something creak, you it's like, well, what was that? That's what makes it scary because it creeps into your head. Like, what if there's somebody there, you know? It just that little bit, that little bit, that little piece of your mind That thinks, what if? That's what makes a scary movie scary, in my opinion.
0: So what is worse for you? Scary movies that aren't scary? Or the cookie-cutter scary movie? (sighs)
1: Scary movies that aren't scary. To the point that they're just a little bit cheesy. If you're going to go with the cheese you need to go all the way with it because I can enjoy something like that because it's so bad that it's kind of funny. And so you still get that entertainment value out of it. But, but on the other end too, it's hard to do the same thing that people have always done. But if you do it the right way and add little pieces that, that are kind of Mm -hmm. different, you can still do that. You know, you can still have fun with it that way. Do something that connects with, with, um, you know people in today's day and age, you know, revamp something that's already been done but do it in such a way that it gets kind of kind of updated. I feel like that's good, but you can't just go out there and make a slasher flick that that's all, you know, been done before. You have to connect it in some way with with modern times. So I guess what bothers me the most is kind of when they half ass a flick.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's nothing Really new about it. There's nothing really cutting edge. It's just more of the same thing. That's what bothers me more. What's
0: I I I get tired of some of a lot of the cookie cutter ones because it gets to the point for me with cookie cutter horror flicks where you just go, I've fucking seen this before. He's gonna jump out at the end, and then they're gonna he's gonna kill off the obvious character, and then they're all gonna band together at the end. And take him down and kill him and someone's going to end up loving somebody else by the end of it. Like, it. it, sometimes those cookie cutter ones for me remove the element of scared, of scary out of it, because I'm just sitting there waiting. I know it's coming. I'm not, you know, I'm not hesitant and I'm not, you know, like at the edge of my seat in some of these really, really cookie cutter ones. Like for me now, scary. That aren't scary is, is not is bad. But as you said, if they do the corny as well, it's good, but it's the ones where you just can predict the outcome. You're just like, Hmm. is mm.
1: What is that? Mm. though Why the last 10 to 15 minutes of a horror movie can make or break the movie?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. One, a hundred percent. if, there's those really bad horror movies where they kill him by hitting him over the head with like a shovel or like a <laughs> shotgun to the... Where you're just like, all right, come on, really?
1: That was too easy.
0: Yeah. Like, you were just led with that. Um, and I'm also not a huge fan of the horror-style ending where the, the evil guy or evil girl or evil creature is holding someone hostage... Yeah. And then I'm it save them or cuz like that's so just you know it. You know what's going to happen. And it does happen. Like it it's it's not it it's it's too obvious.
3: Um I actually really
0: enjoy horror films that aren't Halloween based or like the spooky based. Okay. Like for example,
3: Um, let me find it. Apollo 18.
0: I enjoyed. A lot of people didn't enjoy Apollo 18. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the hand, like the handheld camera version, like the handheld camera in it was really cool. The way the jump scares worked was really cool. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought that was really good. Um. A Quiet Place, Bird Box, and The Silence were phenomenal.
1: A Quiet Place was so subtle. Like, the one thing you always see, and the one thing that people always bring up, but I noticed the first time I watched it was the scene in the supermarket where everything was, all the shelves were completely bare, except Mm -hmm. the shelf with the potato chips. That was such a cool little subtle thing that they did to illustrate how sensitive and how tenuous the situation was to where you couldn't even open a bag of chips without getting killed
0: yes yes and but those types of horror movies you have to have a good sound system to watch right and really and really get like i watched a quiet place again on just my tv and it wasn't the same like it was still scary i still thoroughly enjoyed it but it wasn't the same.
1: Um. I can understand that. That's when I really connected with myself, though, like having children and thinking and putting myself in that situation. Like, how difficult would it be to keep your kids quiet? Like, my whole family would be dead in five minutes because my kids, like, you tell them to, to be quiet and they're just, they just get louder. So connecting. You can't as, tell me to shut up. Right. Connecting to that movie, for me, was easy because it was like, shit, Like, how stressful would this be to like not just want your kids to be quiet because you have a headache, but to need them to be quiet so you all survive? It was an interesting concept and really something that hasn't been done.
0: The audio work done in that movie was phenomenal. That movie was driven by audio the little creaks, the directional audio. That's for me, what makes a really good horror film. If your sound design in a horror film is well done, that will creep me out more than anything, anything else. Like it's those subtle little sounds that, and and, and you know what one of the scariest sounds in, in horror movies is silence, right? When there's nothing and there's that, like just pressing silence, There's no music, nothing. Maybe there's a small, quiet undertone of music, and you're just sitting there just like, all right, who's about to die? Someone's going to die. What the fuck's happening? I don't like this. I don't like it. I want to go. I'm going to go get more popcorn now. Like that, I love. I love that. And I think A Quiet Place and The Silence did that really, really, really well. I didn't connect with Bird Box as well, as much. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. But of those three... I think I like a quiet place and silence better.
1: Yeah, Bird Box. The concept is a little more wooey. That's kind of like, you know, you can't open your eyes or else you're going to see some weird. Yeah. Like, I don't. I, I can't. I can't suspend my disbelief to the point where that's really going to hit me. Maybe it's a good movie. I actually haven't seen it, but it it seems like a concept where I would struggle with. Placing myself in that situation. You know what I mean? One that I think was interesting and really kind of was a new concept that speaks to a new generation was unfriended. Okay, I, I haven't, that I haven't seen cool. that, but I've
0: heard good things.
1: It's, um, and you know, it, it's kind of more of a supernatural along those lines. Um, yeah. But the whole concept is, you know, this chick gets drunk at a party and um you know people take pictures of her and shit you know she like crapped her pants or something <clears throat> and i think she like ends up dying i can't remember what it was but all these friends all these people this group of friends together are on like a zoom call and they're bullshitting and stuff and then one by one they start dying and so they're all watching their friends be murdered in some way and finally it gets down to this one person and it it comes out at the end that they all had some they all played some part in humiliating this girl on that night, and you know it's kind of coming back to bite them in the ass. It was really interesting though the way that they did it, and they it, it it sounds kind of weird, but the way that they were able to to kill these people off, and the dynamic of having to watch your friends die in some way on the camera was was cool in the way that they did it.
0: What is your opinion on horror films that are based on real events? Are you are you for those? Do you think that's a slippery slope with exaggerations? Do you like what what's your take on that?
1: I don't have a problem with it. Um I feel like a lot of horror flicks say that and they're very loosely based on something like mm. they took a little piece of a story and kind of built an idea around that. I don't necessarily have a problem with it though. Um, There's a lot of scary shit in real life. And as long as you don't recreate something under the guise that it was actually the way something was when it really was nowhere near the truth to the point that people are misinformed, I feel like that would be worrisome and troublesome, but taking pieces of a story and saying oh based on true events where you know maybe it was just kind of an inspiration more than anything i don't have a problem with that
0: i i'm mixed on it i think it's clear when you watch things like um when you watch like the true like paranormal horror films that they definitely took liberties with it right like the conjuring um, you, for instance exactly exactly um some of the horror films and not not necessarily designated horror films but i guess suspense thrillers i guess is what you call them yeah that are based on like serial killers or a murder or stuff like that like that can be really terrifying if done correctly mm-hmm. but you're also playing a fine line of you are glorifying and or what's the word uh Profiting off of something that people really suffered from, especially if it's a recent event or within living memory for some people. Um, and but some of those movies, are some and some of those like like uh, styles of movies are are really good in that aspect. But at the same time, it's like you got to be mindful of, you know, take for example like Hannibal Lecter, like base like some good base there, but could you really do something on like, you know, a shoe bomber or a DC shooter, DC sniper, things like that, even though they would probably make some, they would probably make a really good movie.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do a movie about those things, it has to be more biographical in nature. Mm. You, You can't Netflix style. Yeah, you can't make it like fiction. You know, you can't... Because then that's disrespectful to the people who were actually involved in that. If you're going to tell the story, a true story, it should be told exactly how it was. As long yeah. as you have the blessing of the the main people in play. Yeah.
0: Um... But here's, here's another question. One of my final questions for you on this topic, because I, I love these topics, is do you go out of your way to see horror films in theaters when you can? Or are you a wait and put headphones on and creep yourself out, out at home, viewer?
1: See, that's another, that's another tough subject for me because I, I literally, unless I'm going to go like by myself then I can't ever go see them in the theater. So I always have to wait until they come out. I love going to see horror flicks in the theaters, but I haven't actually been able to do that for, like, years.
0: A while, yeah. yeah. So, but, like, if you had the choice.
1: If I had the choice, I would, I would watch it in the theater.
0: I actually, that's an interesting side topic, is I enjoy going to the movies by myself sometimes, if I have the time to do it. I don't always have the time to do it, but when I do have the time to do it, I actually sometimes enjoy going, especially to like a, I have a weird Tuesday off or something going to like a matinee where there's like nobody in the theater. You get the whole thing to yourself. That's oh, so much fun. Um, Maybe I'm less, uh, uh, maybe I'm a 60 year old at heart, but uh, going, going at like two, three o'clock or noon. And if you know, the, the Tuesday tickets at AMC are like $5. Um, you can sneak in a lunch and no one really cares. I mean, you do that anyway, but um, I sometimes will go and like, I'll get a sub from like my favorite sub shop and then go and we'll, because it allows you to completely escape any issues that you currently have going on. Mm-hmm. It also allows you to just focus on a movie. So like I saw Avengers Endgame by myself in a theater and my friend, I ended up going to see it with my friends again afterwards, but First time I saw it, I was off on a Tuesday and I wasn't really in a good place then. Um, and there was something so relaxing and so releasing about going to a movie by yourself, sitting in an empty row and just being completely absorbed by for three hours by the movie in front of you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: where like, all your problems are gone. You just got three hours or three and a half hours. If you go for the, for everything of just pure quiet. In fact, when I was in New York City for a uh, visit to visit uh, Subtape and then uh, see Dane play and visit Dane, I had to kill about six hours between lunch and game time. And it was a hot day in New York City. So, what I did is I found a noon showing or one o'clock showing, rather, of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings at the AMC in Times Square. And on a really hot day, I sat inside in air conditioning for two and a half hours and watched a really good movie
2: Hell for yeah. like
0: five bucks. Like, it, it, there's this stigma about going to the movies by yourself where people are like, that's weird. You shouldn't go to the movies by yourself. I'm like, you should, people should try it. Right. I don't know if I'd go to a horror film by myself, but there's a lot of movies that I would, I'm willing to go see. By, I might go see Venom Carnage by myself. Um, but. There's a lot of movies where it's fun just to go and sit for two hours, three hours, and just forget about life and watch a good movie and not worry about anybody else. Because no one, like no one in the theater cares if you're by yourself. Like all that stigma of people like making fun of you for being there by yourself. No one gives a shit. Everyone's there to watch the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're noticing who is in the theater, and and more so to that, who is there or not there with somebody else if the movie's not that good if you have that much time to look yeah. around the theater <laughs> but right. i i feel like when you do that when you go to a movie by yourself it's so nice to be able to take in the whole movie and then when it's over just be able to digest it and not feel like you have to talk yes. about it with somebody right away
0: and you know what if you want to leave before the for the credits end no one's going to yell at you if you want to stay and watch the whole credits and see if there's a credit end scene, no one's gonna yell at you. Right? Like you can chill. You, I love going to movies and just turning off my phone and just kind of sitting there. Like I do that at home too sometimes, but it's different at home. It's not the same feel. In the movies, you get that full immersion. It's it's relaxing. It it's a really easy way to kill a day if you have time to kill or if you have the luxury to do that. Um, but I I. I I wouldn't go see a horror movie by myself. I don't think.
1: Well, oh, I, Those are the movies that, like, the only ones that I've ever gone to see by myself. For the re- aforementioned reasons that... Right. ...doesn't want to see them. But some movies, too, I feel like hit you differently, whether you're at home or in the theater. Like, when I watched The Strangers, I was at home by myself and that movie fucked with me so hard and i think partially because i was at home by myself and that's like the whole premise of this movie is these people being essentially trapped in their own home by these these strangers that they have no idea who they are the the murderous strangers don't even know the people they just randomly chose this house in the woods to terrorize, and eventually kill these people. Um, now, if I would have seen It Follows in the theater, I feel like that movie is more of a movie that you would watch with other people just because of kind mm-hmm. of the premise and what it is. Yes. It's more relatable, especially in a group. You see what I mean? So Correct. You know, depending on the movie... And where you are in your mindset, it's going to alter the way that it hits you and the way that it speaks to you and the way that it sticks with you.
3: Correct.
0: Correct. You bring up a good point being able to digest the movie afterwards because there's so many times you go to movies with other people, and the minute the movie's over, everyone wants to talk about it. Right. Like, everyone wants to say something. Everyone wants to, you know, digest what they just saw and kind of share. And there's a time and place for that. But I think you bring up a good point where sometimes it's nice to sit in silence after a movie and just kind of go, damn, that movie sucked. Or, wow, that movie was really good. And you don't have to worry about your friend who's busy snacking on chips next to you. You don't have to worry about, you know, the friend who always has to go to the bathroom or whatever. You get complete control over that viewing experience and how you want it and how you want to have it.
1: Right. Well, and two, that allows you to really kind of go back through things because so many times a movie's over and somebody says, oh, that fucking sucked because of this. And then you immediately kind of, that that gets branded into your head. And until you watch that movie again, maybe you pick up on other subtleties or things that you didn't think about because... The initial reaction from somebody else was, this was horrible or this was great. I think that it's nice to be able to, to be able just to think about the things that happened because, you know, maybe your first emotion was a certain way because of something that happened at the end of the movie. But then when you think about it, it kind of brings everything more into into perspective and kind of brings everything all together and you can appreciate the movie as a whole and not just for the reaction at the end.
0: Correct. Correct. I, I love movies. I, 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 well, I want to get back into watching more movies, but you're right. It's just time. It's finding time to actually sit down and watch a movie and in a horror film, a horror film you can't watch and turn off and come back to you later.
1: No, you completely lose the experience if you do that. Yeah,
0: it's all gone. Like you need a good two, two and a half, three hours to sit down and watch that movie. You can't like if you're watching the Avengers. Yeah, I can kind of pause it and come back to it and be OK. Like if you're watching a superhero movie or like a sports movie. You can come back to it and be OK. Like it's not the same, but it's OK. The horror film or it's completely gone the minute you hit pause, the minute. The minute you take your eyes away from that. All concept of fear and suspense is gone for me.
1: I agree with that because so much of what makes a horror movie good is the emotion and the, the visceral reaction that you have to what's happening on the screen. And if you, if you pause that or if you put it down and pick it up later, it completely breaks that, it breaks that mood. You're not in that mindset anymore. It takes time. That's why so many horror films start slow. I mean, think about it, how many horror films hit the ground running, and it's just, it's just pedal to the metal the whole time. Not very many. Usually, there's at least a half an hour in some cases, 40, you know, half the movie is building slow burn to this slow building the suspense couple of things here and there that get you thinking a couple of things that scare you a little bit all building to this climax at the end and and that's by design that's the way that as humans we react and we start psychologically and physiologically responding to a situation and what could happen and that's part of the fear is not knowing what's going to happen if you can figure the movie out in the first 10 minutes it's you're not going to have that same reaction. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Um, If I'm too nervous to get up and piss, if I feel like I want to hold my pee through the whole movie, that's a good horror movie. Agreed.
0: When you're not upset that you've... You you know know how else I know it's a good horror movie? When it's a good horror movie, I don't eat through my entire popcorn or snack Mm
1: -hmm. because you get that nervous energy that puts your stomach in knots and you don't want to eat
0: i'll drink more like i'll finish the soda that i've smuggled jack daniels in and (laughs) um but i i will not i i will not um for whatever reason i won't eat if it's a good horror movie, if it's a bad horror movie, I'm munching away. I'm just sitting there just like, you know, because an, any regular movie I'm, I'm munching away generally. But right. horror movies, if it's good, I, I'm not touching the food. It, like, I will leave and look, wow, I really wasted that $15 thing of popcorn, didn't I?
1: <laughs> but that can be fun, too, because you're noshing through this and you're smiling like hey, this dumbass. Here yeah. Here going around the corner. There's the axe. Right. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: I wonder if they're going to find her in the closet. I give it uh 5 minutes of runtime. 5 minutes of runtime. Wow, 2 minutes this time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Didn't see that one coming. A little twist. But yeah, like it, it it's uh, it, you know a good horror film when you see it and yeah. a well, really good
1: It yeah. triggers that natural response. You don't want to eat, because yes. you know you've got that adrenaline pumping, but your mouth is dry because the adrenaline's pumping. So you're sucking down the soda. That's that's what makes it good. That's how you know. Yeah. You don't even know it as it's happening because you're so tuned in in that that fight or flight response. Whenever you elicit that reaction, and you don't even realize it's happening until the movie's over, and you kind of you're kind of a little bit jittery, and you didn't realize, but your armpits are sweaty. Like that's. That's what makes it good.
3: I, I love movies like that. I love movies. And it, it's just.
0: I wish that they were more of them. It's just in my opinion. I could be very wrong. I could be wrong. In my opinion though. There are way too many cookie cutter horror films out. Right now. That have been coming out. It's a lot of the same. I, I don't. We haven't had a really good, like, in my opinion, like, there hasn't been as many really good, just strong, strong horror flicks.
1: There's too much shock value horror movies. Those are the ones that I can't get behind. I, I don't want to see gore just for the sake of gore. That's not scary. That's just, like, off-putting to me. That's a totally yeah. different reaction to where it's, like, that's gross and... That would be horrible for somebody to to go through that, and I don't. It's not scary to me. It's just like I don't I don't want to see it. You know.
2: Mm.
1: Now, no, I'm if, with you. if there's gore, because because you know it it made sense in the plot line, and it's like one scene. You know, something like that can make sense in the right situation. But like hostile, I never understood hostile. It was like, I mean, okay. it was, this, it was a, a, a frightening concept that something like that could happen and, and kidnapping and things like that are, are scary, but too much of the movie was built around just gratuitous acts of violence for the sake of shock value.
0: Like they could have like a-, a Quentin Tarantino horror film.
1: Yeah. They could have made a movie with that same premise and made it really scary or really suspenseful. That movie wasn't even really suspenseful. I mean, kind of, I guess, because, you know, she escapes and she's trying to get out of there. But at the same time, they, it was kind of too much, you know, it would have made more sense with just like one or two little pieces of that in there. Yeah. To build into what she's running from. But it was like at every turn, you know, something like that was happening and it just, it was too much at that point for me.
0: It's like it's like the director just found out that blood packs exist. Right. <laughs> sometimes I feel like not seeing the kill is sometimes worse. And by worse, I mean scarier. Right. Sometimes not seeing the kill or the capture, if your sound is good, is almost scarier.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it adds this, like, the fuck
3: kind of feeling for me and it lets you imagine what happened
1: the the best example that i can think of of that is in the most recent halloween movie that came out where you know the guy halloween
0: 77 yeah
1: (laughs) where you see you know the guy in the gas station was killed but the girl is like, and I can't remember off the top of my head if she's hiding or if she's just using the bathroom. But she's sitting there, and Michael Myers reaches his hand over the top of the stall and just drops mm. a handful of bloody teeth over it. Like, that, that got me. Because if you're sitting yeah. there and something like that were to happen, you, you know what's going to happen next, and you can't do anything about it because you're trapped in a fucking bathroom stall. <laughs> yes that yes. part got me
0: i also really like a quiet the quiet kills where you just hear like a thud and then the characters then discover the body later yes and they're just like they hear the thud and everyone goes down oh, that's nothing and then you go up and you discover the body that and then it kind of you what i love when it's done right is they go up they discover the body and then nothing happens because the cliche thing to happen is someone jumps out and kills another one.
1: Right. And
0: I love when that doesn't happen because your brain's waiting for that and it doesn't happen. You're like, okay, that's not normal. The fuck? I, come on, kill him. And it adds that suspense that you weren't even thinking about, which I love.
1: Or the kill that you see, huh. but it's quietly done in the movie so that the other characters in the film don't know that it happened. Yeah. You know, the the... The behind grab and hand over the mouth and the stab in the back or the, the throat slit or whatever, or the, the strangulation, something like that. And there's somebody in the next room, and you can actually see them if they if they do the camera right. It's just around the corner, and the person's struggling, and they can't. And then you're just seeing the other person just sitting there with no idea what's going that on in the next on. room. Yeah.
0: Uh, and you're just sitting there just yelling, like, bro, just throw a fuck around. Right. <laughs> And that character's eyes are sitting in just like, ha,
1: ah. Right. Ah. and And that's where the acting comes in on it too, because that's something that I feel like is probably harder to do than it seems like it would be. Like to be able to express just with your face or just with your eyes, the panic of knowing that help is just, is right there, but you can't, you can't get that person in the other room can't get their attention like being in that situation and being able to express that to the camera as an actor without the use of words
0: there's also a really good acting that happens when um people are legitimately creeped out like actors are legitimately creeped out um
3: and they
0: one of the really good ones that did that. One of the really good ones that that, that, that did that was Silence of the Lambs, where um, the main actor I forget his name and I'm so sorry um, realized that one of yeah realized that, realized that one of the female characters got really uncomfortable when he did when he did certain things like he she was actually freaked out by it, and so he kept doing it intentionally and it wasn't written into the movie it just it worked and the look of fear that she would get was genuine and you can tell when it's a genuine like you're like oh oh okay like acting like that is phenomenal um when actors don't know a jump scare is coming and it happens and they're actually scared as well that adds a whole nother level of dimension to it too where you go oh damn okay. Well done. But that takes a lot of really good acting. That takes, you know, you have to risk as a director piss, piss, pissing off your actors and actresses doing that. Right. But the end result is so good. It's so good.
1: That's one thing that in the original Exorcist film William Friedkin did so well was he would meet with Linda Blair and talk to her about her role and what he was looking for out of it. And he would talk to only her about it. So that when she did those things on set, it was it was a complete surprise to the other actors. Like they knew what some of the lines were gonna be, but they knew they didn't know the way that it was going to be portrayed. And that's what made that movie so good was that the look of shock in certain scenes was real.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, though that, that type of acting and that type of directing is so good. And it, it adds such depth. It adds such depth to, to the movies and to your viewing
3: experience. Absolutely. Now, our
0: final topic. We're excited about this one. For those of you listen to the end of the show, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And we encourage you to save it on your calendar if you want to see it live. Um, If you don't want to see it live, it will be up uh, the the Friday after. So, and that will be the 22nd, Friday, the 22nd. And this show will probably be, and the show will be live the 20th. We'll be doing the show on the 20th. Um, We are doing something that other podcasts have done before, but we're going to do it better because it's an awesome idea and I love it. We are going to have a Halloween candy draft on October 20th. Hey! And we are doing this because Halloween candy is surprisingly controversial. And everyone has a different philosophy about what the perfect bag is. What the perfect bag is. We are not just drafting
3: randomly, either. We have a board
0: of... A hundred items that we can pick from. And we each get 10 picks to make the best possible basket we can get out of it. I'm not sure yet how we're doing the board, if we're gonna tier it or not, if we're gonna only get certain picks from certain tiers, everything like that. Either way, 10 picks. And I think some of the picks are gonna be a little controversial. I think some people have some things that they liked as kids or they like as parents to take from kids um, that will be, will, will be a fun time. And we're going to have a full crew for that. Um, That's might be another one where we bring Noman to get four people. Um, this also, we also just might keep it at three. That's undecided right now, but Dyer, your thoughts, are you excited. Are you, do you have any, any plans going in before? Cause I'm going to reveal half the board tonight to our listeners. Um, how 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 do you have a plan of attack? Are you gonna be doing research on the board? What 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 we? Because you've already seen the board. Uh, what's your strategy here?
1: Well, you know, first without thing giving I'm too do much away, is I'm gonna bring my pillowcase or my bucket and my costume, and I'm gonna be ready to go. Um, I've got some I've got some in my head that I know that I want to be a part of my candy bag right now, and I'm gonna do some research as well. I'm gonna go out to the stores. i'm gonna see what's still on the shelves leading up to Halloween,
0: okay.
1: See what people are wanting these days. See what it is that people don't want right now. Mm. I'm gonna talk corn. to my kids a little bit i'm gonna see okay. I'm going okay. to see how they feel about okay. things you know that younger generation we gotta yeah. we gotta know i mean this is this Case is the of change these are the people that are pre that are that are participating in trick or treat. So we got to get some input from them. And then, of course, I'm going to get my own inspiration and sample some candies through the coming weeks so that okay. I, can, I can have a fresh thought in my mind of what we're looking at.
0: So the fun part is about this is we have some stuff in here that's not just candy, which is going to be really cool um, as well. Because there's other aspects of candy that gets handed out during Halloween that's going to be brought up as well. And this is an interesting draft because the concept of the perfect candy is not the same. Some people look at it analytically in terms of trading, because here are the rules. We'll go over these rules again next week when we talk about the second half of the board. But... The idea is all said and done when you go to bed on October 31st or November 1st, depending on how late you're out. What have you picked in your bag that will guarantee you to get the best haul possible? That includes parent tax. That includes trades. That includes um you know stuff you know, the stuff that, you know, you might stash away for later. So there's a lot that goes into it. And we're not going to get into pair attacks and all that in this episode. That's going to be probably our actual Halloween episode when we talk about uh, some of the do's and don'ts that we've done in Halloween and all of that stuff. Because I know uh, Dyer's going to have an interesting view now. I have gone from ha- both experiencing it as a kid and now, of course, having kids. Because um, it's basically just free candy day. But there's other stuff on here. And the funny part is, as I was going through this and sending it out there and i initially sent out the board to the team to take a look at some of the anger responses i got from you guys immediately knew i'd pick some good stuff (laughs) and i might tear it so you have to take something bad so that i think that will be kind of cool um I know Dyer had a really, really, really angry take to something that I'm going to mention as we go over to the second... We're going to do the second half of the board today, and then the the first half of the board next week. um, That when I mention it, he's going to go, "Mm, got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that person. Uh, (laughs) Because we've all been to those houses. Yes. We've all been to those houses. So, I'm going to go over the, the, the bottom 50 of the draft board, and... That's how we're going to wrap up our show, um, you know, and, and Dyer, if you see, feel free to jump in or whatever as we go through them. Um, and then, like I said, next week we'll go through the second half and then, and then uh, three shows. So not next show, the show after that would actually be the draft itself. That will probably be a longer show where we might try to do it a little bit earlier and a little bit earlier if possible, um, just because the draft's going to take a while. But it's cool. We're going to have draft sounds. Maybe we'll dress up. Who knows? Um, But regardless, that is what we're going to be doing. Um, So. Dyer, are you ready to hear the uh, in no particular order, the bottom 50 of the draft board? That could be all. Let's go for it. All right. So we're going to start. We start. With jawbreakers, the classic, the classic, the jawbreaker.
1: Also, a pseudo-made famous, movie. of course, my really. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, the next is a generic jelly beans. It could be any jelly beans at all. There's no, I didn't specify. Actually, no, I could add, but we're going to stick with jelly beans. The third is one I had to add recently, but I have seen this at houses, which is why I'm including it. Religious material of any kind. Mm. We've all seen that, we've all been to one of those houses at least once. Or there's Bindy Bibles. Sour Skittles. Okay, that's, you know, love to see
3: it. Mike and Ike. Nerds.
0: I
1: think that's gonna be a hot one. Absolutely.
0: Nerd. Nerds Ropes, because there's a difference. There's a distinct difference, I think, between the two.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Huge difference between the two.
0: Mounds. Crunch Bar. Pretzel M&Ms, peanut M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, not the cups, the individual Reese's Pieces. Okay? Tropical tropical Skittles, Pixie Sticks, or any kind of sugar stick, giant Pixie Sticks, you know, the giant, the the, the three-foot ones.
1: I may be asking this question a little early, but we say sugar sticks. Are we also... Including fun dip in that same category.
0: No. Okay. No. No. Uh the the gateway, the gateway candy to cocaine is its own category. <laughs> uh, uh this one will be a hot contention. The pretzel bag. The pretzel bag. The random fun sized bag. So you know you go and it's like they pre-made like bags of three or whatever, and you get whatever you get. They're
1: like the in SpongeBob baggies gummies with, with yes, uh, yes, with with like bats and pumpkins on them.
0: Yes, but you can still see in them, right? But it's like a random assortment. The SpongeBob gummies, you know, like the 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 uh, like the the Krabby Patties and like the Patricks, like that stuff. Yep. Gummy worms. Sour Patch Kids. Another Halloween classic, raisins. Um, not chocolate-covered raisins, raisins.
1: Just like the box of sun-made raisins, the little yes. red box.
0: Yeah. Yep. Swedish fish. I used to get raisins in my lunch for like a solid week and a half after Halloween because <laughs> of that. The please take one house. So this is where we get a little interesting, okay? You got choices like this. The please take one house. Nobody ever That's actually not a... One. I know. <laughs> uh, Toborone, Toborone. If the house gives out Toborone, that's a good house. That's an expensive candy. That's Very an expensive, expensive candy. candy. King size, see, king size Butterfingers. Okay. Peppermint Patties. I feel like the house that gives out peppermint patties is not the fun house. Um, the Airhead Minis. Hot Tamales. Dum Dums caramel apple pops which are apparently a big thing i've never seen them but apparently they're really big and i was told i need to have this on there
1: you've never seen those
0: no yeah i've never seen like the individual little pre-wrapped candies not the actual caramel apples like the the, the, the popsicle pop
1: version yeah yeah it's like the green apple pop with the caramel on top
0: never seen it never seen it out here never seen it out here
1: um but i was told i had to have it on there for a week
3: Pop Rocks. We are now on down to the final here. Um, Warheads. These
0: people are evil. Hershey's Dark can- dark Chocolate. Those people can go die in hell. The
1: Hershey's, Hershey's Milk special Chocolate. special dark with the, the gold on the ends of the wrapper?
0: Yep, 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 yep. Um, King Size Snickers. King Size Hershey bar, any of them, because there's too many King Size Hershey bars to name, but any traditional King Size Hershey bar. King Size Twix, which I will argue is not really King Size. It's just four Twix.
1: It's just, it's basically two packages of Twix in one.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. King Size Milky Ways, the Halloween peanut butter cups, the knockoff Reese's peanut butter cups that are like pumpkin shaped. That, like everyone gets from like Sam's Club
1: sugar so, like, babies not the Reese's brand
0: right not the Reese's brand it's like that that like ShopRite or Costco or Aldi's brand Reese's peanut butter cups and they're always in like pumpkin shape witch shape brooms like you know what I'm talking about
1: like yeah the that peanut stuff. butter is like way too dense yes, yes. <laughs> but people get it for whatever reason right Reese's Reese's fast
0: break and Reese's Take five, which are a little bit newer newer newcomers on the scene.
3: Cookies. The open grab bowl, so that those homes that just leave the bowl out, that's a that's a good one right there.
0: The take three house, the take two house. here's a here's an interesting take here. the mystery bag. You know? Those Halloween houses that do like that big, or, like the big, like it's like a bowl and you just a bunch of brown paper bags and you just take one and right. you can either get a, a trick or a treat in them. I've gotten ones where like when I was younger where like it had like pretzels and raisins and like, you know, creepy like fake spiders in there. And I've had ones that had like two king size candy bars in there as well. So like it's right. a it's a it's a mystery. You never know what you're gonna get there.
1: They get like an action Dyer's figure or something.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. Sometimes you get money in them. Uh, Dyer's personal favorite and number one pick in the draft. He's already told me, um, dentist kits,
3: so the floss (laughs)
0: kit, uh, the sugar-free candy with the, with the floss and everything. I know damn well that Dyer is, uh, going right for that. Uh, your thoughts, sir?
1: Motherfuckers. (laughs) We get it. We're eating candy all night long. I already have a fucking toothbrush. I don't need you to give me one. Get out of here with that bullshit.
3: Licorice, not Twizzlers. Licorice. So the the, the black licorice. Peanuts. And Necco wafers. We also each have to
0: select a bag. So I will read three of the bags you can select from. Three of the bags you could select from of the six are plastic bags, a generic plastic bag, a pillowcase, or the themed Halloween plastic bag. Like you know, the ones that like they have, like look like giant pumpkins, but they're just plastic bags. Like they're not actually shaped like anything.
1: I mean, they so. kind of look like the the bags you put your leaves in that look festive until the people come and pick them up. Yes, yes. Like the jack o' lantern But people use it for trick
0: or ca- treating. Yes,
1: something like that.
0: They look, they look really festive till it starts raining.:
1: right, Exactly.
0: <laughs> and they look sad. And then once it starts raining, it just looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add one more thing here because I just realized that I don't have this on here, and I'm going to put it on there, because I've seen this before. And the last item I'm adding to have 101 items is fruit. I've seen it, I don't understand it, but there we go. So, Dyer, anything you're taking away from that second half of the board there?
1: Man, I'm telling you. There's a lot of things on here that I have an unpopular opinion about. And I can't wait for everyone to know about it.
0: To go off on it? Be like, sir, sir. Start there's calling gonna, you...
1: There's going to be some tangents. Chug tans-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think, and feel free to let us know, people watching the Twitch stream and and. Those of you on who, who listen to it after the fact, um, you let us know on the Twitterverse um, or in chat how you guys would like to see this done. I think we're gonna have to end up tiering it because otherwise, there's way too many king size things for people just to take right off the bat. So I think we're gonna end up doing a tier draft where you can select, uh, uh, like one thing from the top tier, like two or three things from the middle, t- from like the second tier, two or three things from the the kind of eh tier and then one thing from the shitty tier you have to select one from every tier so i think that's how we're gonna end up doing it because i think that just kind of forces people to have to pick some things they don't really want to pick make it more fun um i'm looking forward to this i am looking forward to this
1: i feel like we could we could do this in a number of different ways like we could look at what a fantasy football um or baseball or whatever you know a lineup would look like and then classify the candy in similar ways like the king size one that's your quarterback you only get one of those in your starting lineup right and then you can throw you know um like chocolate or something and and then gummies and then sour candy and things like that i don't know if there's enough different classifications that we could do um maybe you could add like salty snacks in there and non-candy items that kind of you know what i'm saying and then like build a lineup based on that
0: and just go hey this is what we're doing this is how it's going down that's
1: just i think it's good
0: i think it's good i think it's a way that we can do this um it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun and we're intentionally doing it early pre-halloween so you can listen to it around halloween and after halloween we're gonna reconvene and go over it to see to see where we landed um with everything but it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a different kind of episode. Our goal going forward is to have different kinds of episodes going forward and not just the same cookie cutter, you know, talk about shit. We're going to have uh Derek is coming back next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um and next week, Dyer, our spooky topic. You got one to have these people look forward to. What are you thinking about anything for our our uh Halloween topic next week?
1: Oh man! one that just came to mind that i think would be fun to talk about are haunted houses haunted experiences this is the only oh, time of I'm year down for that. where i'm giving somebody I'm down 40 for that. bucks to scare the shit out of me yeah so let's talk about it i'm
0: down for that haunted houses not like actual haunted houses um the my actual haunted houses, i mean the houses that are actually haunted um Haunted hotel. Yeah, I think that's a great topic. And then of course, so we'll do that next week. We'll also do a recap next week of um our experiences at the game. We'll see if we'll see if no one's willing to come on or not. And we'll we'll we'll, we'll do stuff like that. Next week it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're trying to add more structure to the show. We're trying to be a little more structured going forward. With Derek coming back, it means that there's gonna be a third person in here that likes to ramble because both of us already like to ramble so uh, and hopefully get some guests in here soon Um, I know we've already got one confirmed guest um, and I think we're going to add a few more as well Um, so that'll be really really fun good show today thanks for hanging with us Um, and uh, can't wait to talk about postseason as the postseason actually gets started and as we get halloween and you know what Noam, as we're getting ready to sign off cue that halloween music now and uh
3: yeah any any last
0: any last words Dyer?
1: it's the only time of the year where you hear that hear that little bump outside you think maybe it really is something Enjoy maybe. that shit, baby. Enjoy it. Spookiest be happy time no of the longer... year.
0: Just be happy you're not living in a cabin now,
1: Dyer. Yeah, now I just live out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's way fucking you worse, Turps.
0: Gotta... Yeah, you get, you get security cameras that go off when something like a spider crosses in front of them. And you get the alert. There's movement outside. And you look outside, and you see nothing, and you're like, Mmm, I like it. Getting the bat.
1: I have Hit my walkout my walkout basement here and then there's a window um on the same wall like three and a half feet away from it. And there's no there's no like grids on the window, so it's just two panes of glass. And oh. my basement is very bright. I've got LED lights down here. And so all the lighting reflects and basically just turns that into a one way mirror, except the people on the outside can see me and I can't see them. So it's kind of that's a little bit creepy. I wouldn't necessarily want to watch a spooky movie down here. Yeah, no, that
0: might that that might not end well for you. A spooky movie might become personified, uh, which which would not be good. But that'll going that is going to do it for us, I believe. Next week, let me double check something real quick. Um, we only went early today. At Gnome's request, so he could get out on Thursday, and of course we wish him uh, the most fun you can possibly have in Houston, and we require him to have drinks for the three of us out there. Um, do you have a shot recommend? Do you have a shot that he has to do? Dyer, is that what we're gonna do? Do we have a drink that he has to have for each one of us?
1: I think that's a good idea. First of all, I want to hear some drunken adventure stories proof- from Gnome. We got to have need, some.
0: Do we need pro- Do we need proof of it?
1: We definitely need proof of it.
0: So, like, we need, because, so do we need, like, pictures and, like, so we can put to the Twitter or something? Like, what do we need here from him? This is his assignment from off the fair poll. His first assignment from off the fair poll. So what are we thinking here, Dyer? We're putting him on the spot here, and he's not going to like it, but I don't care.
1: Yeah, I think we definitely, I think we, think we d- definitely need a uh, Twitter picture. And he can even like Photoshop David the Gnome on his head or something if he wants, but I gotta have him there with his <laughs> with his boys and uh, and whatever shot it is that we that we call out for him.
0: Oh yeah, no, we'll de- we'll definitely get a bunch of those. they will be all over Twitter, um, for sure. But uh, what 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 are we thinking? Do do we make him drink more than beer for us? Do we make him pouring out for uh for the podcast here after dealing with us? Do we? Do we send him a beer fund for dealing how, with us?
1: How many how many people is he going out there with?
0: Uh, he's going out he with, with he's going with uh. So there, it's all three of my good friends. So it's him, Sherlock, and and Subtape are all going out. Fortunately, it was not in the cards for me to go. That's okay. Um. So I don't know. Do 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 we uh for all of his hard work here? Do we send him a little bit of a beer fund?
1: I don't have a problem with that. On one condition. Get get
0: Derek on the line.
1: One condition. It sounds like there are three wise men that are going to be partying with one another. So Mm. I need a picture of a three wise men shot.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. I
1: like it. (laughs) I like it.
0: So what are we doing here? Are are we all three going to Venmo him independently? Gonna paypal him independently here, give him a little extra cash yeah, as not? payment for dealing with us. Listen, Gnome's gonna be editing this tomorrow. I might just send it to him tonight. He's gonna be editing this tomorrow and just be like, the fuck is going on? And then I'm probably gonna get yelled at, but it's all right. He <laughs> works hard, he deals with us, he deals with us way too much. Um, but yeah, so we are requiring, uh, we are requiring a three Wiseman shot for this? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, Noam, we are requiring a picture to post that involves the three of you and a three Wiseman shot. Has to happen. If it doesn't happen, we're going to be very mad at you. So, that's how it's going to work.
1: Doesn't matter when it happens. It can be the first drink of the night, or it can be the last, or anywhere in between. But it's got to happen. We have to have photo proof of it
0: got have. Wait, are we doing or a, a video. three Wise men shot a video. Are we doing a three wise men shot each, or just gnome here? What well, What are we doing here?
1: We'll let gnome decide that. Okay. Gnome at least has okay. to do it. But if if the other two wise men want to partake as well, then that's fine. But definitely at least gnome. All
0: right. All righty. There we go. There we go. Listen, we treat our employees well here. Um, <laughs> he deserves it. He deserves it. He's been putting up with a lot recently, um, both in his personal life, his friendship life, and his work life. He deserves a break. He deserves a good break. And I will be doing the same in... Do you have any requirements for me in Chi-Town?
2: Hmm.
3: At, at game three, a night game. Anything I have to do?
1: Well, Chicago's great. It got a great beer scene.
3: Yes, they do.
0: Yes, they do.
1: So, I think what we need from you, Terps, is we just need a good old fashioned beer chug.
0: A good old fashioned beer chug. Uh, I haven't chugged a beer in a while. Okay.
1: Okay. It'll okay. Be fun then.
0: All right. All right. I will buy a beer and I will chug it. <laughs> I, I, I will do it.
1: Do we'll I do get a it? timer <sighs> on there too?
0: Oh, it's, it's going to be a bad, it's going to be a bad time. I haven't chugged in a very long time. Uh, okay. I can make that happen. I'm actually going to be going out there with another good friend of the podcast Mr. to Nate. So he can hold me to this. He can hold me to the beer chug that has to happen. Now that is my requirement. So, so Tyler, slash or gnome has a requirement that we will be funding that we must that that i'm and i'm going to call on my friends to enforce it okay we're calling on them to enforce it we are encouraging drinking off oh, the fair does not encourage underage drinking twitch Spotify, apple music and i have to chug a beer and has to be recorded love it let's fucking do it let's yeah, fucking man. do it i'm surprised not making me also like do a beer hot dog combo or something 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 like that, but you know, I'll just take the beer. I will take the fucking beer.
1: Oh, and a Chicago style hot dog too. I
0: mean what that's we, gonna happen anyway.
1: It's gonna be happen anyway. Has to be eaten in three bites or less.
0: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they got they have they have huge hot dogs there. <laughs> are we doing that too? Hot dog in three bites?
1: We'll give you four bites if it's like All a right. quarter pound dog. How about four that? Four bites?
0: Okay, so I won't, I'm going to make a bet right now. But it's right got to be now. the Chicago-style
1: okay? dog, the one with, like, the tomato and the pickle and all that shit on it with the poppy seed okay. bun. Okay,
0: yeah, okay, so full Chicago dog. Full yeah. Chicago ballpark dog. So don't the White Sox have a really famous footlong? Like, don't they actually have one of those? Oh, do they? Um, I think they do.
3: All right, so what's a good beer chug time?
1: It really depends on the beer, but... Assume I'm going to get something light
0: there, something that's cheap. And do I have to do what size beer do I have to do here? Just the basic eight, that's the basic 12 ounce, 16 ounce souvenir cup. What are we doing?
1: I imagine they probably don't serve anything draft less than 16 ounce, I can imagine, right? Unless it's like a craft. So let's go with a pint. Okay. So a 16 ounce.
0: Yeah. Okay. If I can get it. It's a little yeah,
1: extra. Yeah, yeah. So I'm putting you on the spot here, Turbs. It's a little extra. Okay. Make sure okay. you're next so to a, a trash. Can.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And a hot dog in four bites or less.
1: Four bites or less on the dog. All
0: right, I want gonna make a bet with you. Okay. Okay. If I successfully chug a sixteen ounce pint pint and eat a Chicago dog in four bites or less. I'm
3: Venmoing you the cost of it. Done.
0: If I don't, I eat it. I eat the cost. I think that's fair. Right? Now, can I split it? So if I can chug the beer but not eat the hot dog in four bites.
1: I'll buy you the beer.
0: Okay. So, okay. But if I do both, it's gotta be video or it's gonna be video recorded. It's on me. I will me. venmo you the cost for both. Got yep. it. Okay. If I don't, it's on me. Um So we're going to recap our esteemed editor, Tyler. We're going to be sending him a beer fund for dealing with us and editing and everything for his trip to Houston from all three of us. He must get a Wiseman shot for at least him. It must be videotaped and we must see evidence of it. If that's done.
3: God, what what do we
0: want? If that's done. Me, Dixie, if it's done, you got to raise the end of the year. <laughs> if it's done, or if he buys all three people a Wiseman shot, and they all do it, and it's videoed, and off the fair poll is tagged and credited,
2: yeah,
3: what do we, we, do will,
0: we will give Gnome two weeks off whenever he wants to use it. I will edit the podcast for any two weeks of his choosing. If he does it, whatever two weeks he wants them to be, I will edit it and I'll edit it for free. If he doesn't do it, if he doesn't do it, we're doing a double podcast week. (laughs) That's what it is. If he doesn't do it, we're doing a double podcast week. If he does do it, then I will edit two podcasts of his choosing, whatever ones he wants me to do, I will edit them for free, not charge anybody. Those that. are the bets. They're out there. Nome, you're a bitch if you don't accept. I'm a bitch if I don't accept. So I accept because I well, I am a bitch, but I'm not that much of a bitch. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us, though. Thanks for hanging. Thanks for if you're a Yankees fan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I, I had hope you guys just. DeGrom's just a better pitcher than Cole. It's just what it is. It's just what it is. Um the Red Sox were rocking, so I think my prediction is already off the off the table. Um, but actually, real quick, that's what we forgot to do. That's what we forgot to do real quick. This is how we're actually gonna end. I'm sorry, no. We've had like 17 endings. Again, we suck. Dyer, super quick. Who is winning it all gun to your head right now?
1: Who is winning it all gun to my head right now? My brains are just splattered all over the floor. No, um I gotta say I don't see anybody besides the Dodgers winning it.
0: Really? So you got the Dodgers going from the wild card all the way to the end?
1: I got the Dodgers doing it.
0: Who you got coming out of the AL? Who are the Dodgers taking their pants down and shitting
3: on?
1: I think that we are going to get a, a little bit of a rematch here. I think we're going with Tampa Bay and the Dodgers. It's the easy okay. pick. I know, but I think that's what it's okay. uh, I think that's what we're going with.
0: Okay, I agree with
1: you
3: on half. I will take the Dodgers. I'm okay. gonna take the Dodgers. However, however,
0: I think if the White Sox can beat Houston, the White Sox have a legitimate chance of going to the World Series. I don't think they win. I don't think they win. I think the Dodgers win. I think the Dodgers repeat. But this might be a bold take. Maybe I'm biased because of my friendships. Maybe I'm a little biased. You know, we got two good friends of the podcast playing on that team that, of course, we want to see do really well. But I think the bats are young enough. You know, the atmosphere in Chicago is going to be electric. You know, it's going to be a home game atmosphere like none other. In the AL right now. Tampa Bay ain't got shit in a home field atmosphere. Boston does. Boston does. But, but I think, I think if Tampa Bay beats Boston and the White Sox beat the Astros, we will see the White Sox in the World Series against the Doyers. But the Dodgers are going to repeat.
1: There we go. I'd love to see the there Sox are there. Somet- somehow I don't think that- they're going to win it.
0: I don't think they're going to win it. I don't think they have the depth to win it. I think they have enough, enough depth but more importantly enough bats and enough emotion to go all the way to get to the world series
1: it could happen i still think they're a little bit i think they're a year too early
0: i just think that things might align this year I, i think that the al is a little too volatile
1: could be if ever there was a year for anybody to reach out and grab it in the al this is the one
0: but that is going to do it for us, actually. No, so we can actually start the, the end Halloween music now. We'll be back next week. That's what I was going to check, actually. Was it next week that we have to do it on a Wednesday, or is that the week after that? It's uh,
2: next week. It could
3: be Either
0: wrong, way, I will find out. But I think next week we are going on Wednesday. Uh, yes, Wednesday. So... Yep, Wednesday, Next, next week, week will be Wednesday. Derek, Derek will be returning. So we'll get all three of us back in here. We're going to try to get Tyler slash Noman here to talk about his experiences in Houston, which are going to be fucking awesome. And and if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, off the fairpool O T F P pod on the Twitterverse. If you want to follow any of us, you can follow myself, Terp17, on the Twitch. You can follow um Dyer at Van Dyer Maker on all platforms. Um What's your Instagram? Isn't your Instagram different, though?
1: its Maker is VanDyreMaker1. VanDyreMaker1. He one.
0: is number one. You can follow Derek, of course, at Dutch underscore Oven uh, 45. And you can follow, like I said, our Twitter at OTFPPod. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for hanging with us. It's been a fun one. Hope to catch you next time. See you. Goodbye. Okay,